welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and uh, this is the ending of the trilogy of episodes that I've been doing for the past couple weeks, uh, covering Martin McDonough's filmography, and at this point, the unofficial co-host, I guess we could say, <laughs> so, uh, Barney Metcalf joining us again for the conclusion. Yeah, we're back with epic final chapter. Yeah. Um, so this is, I think this is going to be the most we disagree in terms of these films, so. Ooh. Okay, uh, that's interesting. So, I only watched this relatively recently. Well, we should probably mention. Oh, and we're covering uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, if that wasn't clear. Yeah, I was going to say, if you've been listening for the past two episodes, you should know we're up to, but yeah. Just making sure. So, I only watched this, like, early this week, I think it was. Yeah, I, I, I watched it, rewatched it at some point. Mm. Okay, so, do you remember when you first watched it? Um, I first watched it sometime last year, I believe, mm. during, or I, I want to say around August, September, somewhere like that. Mm. So, yeah, a little bit over a year ago. Mm. Um... And yeah, and uh, for, for those who are, you know, what uh, again happened to listening last week, um, I'm a big Martin McDonough fan, and um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a very big fan of this film, mm-hmm. um, Saint yeah. Um And I take it you're not. Well, I I should say that this isn't a bad film. I like it, but I think it's the weakest film he's done. Interesting. Okay. I know that's a, a bit of a hot take among, yeah. among yeah. pretty much most people. Everyone sort of agrees this it's Seven Psychopaths is the weakest of the three. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Well, yeah, it should make a good discussion. I so I just sort of want to say right up front that there is a slight a possible trigger warning. Like... Yeah, that's, that's reasonable, yeah. The, this film deals with some heavy, heavy subject yeah, matter. Like, in Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, they're much more on a comedy side, and this is, is not really on that side This This is, yeah, the, the inciting thing of this film is a very traumatising topic. And... Yeah. So, I'm just going to say that up front, just in case. You have been warned. So, I guess sort of the premise is got Francis McDormand as as Mildred whose daughter uh, has been raped and murdered and she cheerful yeah and she has a problem with the police who didn't who just sort of stopped looking for yeah it's been several months since this happened and Yeah. yeah she is she uh, takes issue with the police's handling of the case and mm. yeah, per- personally challenges them. Yeah. So, so right up front where we have the three billboards. Outside of the Missouri. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I guess we're straight up front, we're introduced to... Um, Francis McDormand's character and I'm just going to sort of say up front that I've never been massively sold on Francis McDormand as an actress I I can I can get behind I can see where you're coming from with that. I, I've, I've 
I, I, I like Frances McDormand a lot, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think she is quite, you know, the, you know, one of one of the big all-time great actresses. Three-time Oscar winner, Frances McDormand. I mean, yeah, if I had my way, she'd be two-time Oscar winner. But. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, not that I dislike her, but I've never thought she was amazing, like, from what I've seen her in, like, I think Fargo is probably the best thing I've seen her in, because I, I really like Fargo. Mm. Great film, great film. Like, I, I thought, like, she was good in Nomadland, but she wasn't, like... I think we... Not Oscar-winning. I think we have talked... We've mentioned off this that I would have given it to Karen Mulligan, personally. Yep, so would I. But, uh... Yeah. That's and she also won the nice. Oscar... <laughs> she also... She won the Oscar for this film as well, so I've seen all her Oscar-winning films, like, Hen... Mm sort of comment on whether I think she should have won or not. And I don't think she's bad. I would go as far as to say she's good, but I think there are better performances in this. Personally. Um, well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I, I think... I, I, I'm on board with her Oscar winners here, I, uh, in this film. Um, I really, really like her. I really like the character. Um, but yeah... I think of kind of yeah the main three character well, actors we have in here: Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, and Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. I, I I take Harrelson and Rockwell over her. Mm-hmm. This one. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, so I guess we'll, should, we, should we just talk about the cast while we're here? What, what, might as well, yeah. Uh, so Sam Rockwell. I love uh, watching these films. <laughs> yeah. I I think I didn't really see him in much, and these are like the things that I'd like to see him in. I've. And I'm like, yeah, he's a good actor, and I'm glad he won the Oscar for supporting actor that year because he's very good in this. Yeah, I, I think the the partnership between Sam Rockwell and Martin McDonough is is really strong. Martin mm-hmm. McDonough is someone who who really knows how to use Sam Rockwell. I yeah. Think. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, both this role in this uh, officer Jason Dixon and mm-hmm. the character in Seven Psychopaths, Billy Bickle, they were both specifically written for him. So ah. I think that's why they work so well because they were, you know, kind of created with him in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we'll get more into uh, Sam Rockwell and the and sort of his performance. But I, as we go I, through specific yeah. bits. Yeah. yeah. But I would put, put, say he's, he has the best performance. Yeah, I will agree with that. Although, in a very close second, is Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, yeah. I, spoilers, um, I kind of expected him to be in this film a little more than he is. I kind of, because I knew there was this sort of, he's got cancer, essentially, is the big sort of thing. Character thing. Yeah. And so... I, I was like, okay, so that's probably going to come into play. But I figured he would be, like, a decent chunk of the movie. Maybe, like, a little over half or so of it. Maybe, like, a little more than half. And I don't really... He's not in it as much as I would have... As I expected going in. Yeah, he, he isn't in it that much. But I, I think Woody Harrelson really kind of, you know, brings us all to... Mm-hmm. The the amount of film that he's, um, yeah, that he's in, um, yeah. Because I, I again, I really like this character, um, mm-hmm. 
and I, I think the way that the character and Weehausen like interacts with other other people in the film, mm. um, yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah. Woody Harrelson is, I mean, I, I'd say that his character is kind of, uh, I, I mean, you could argue this about a lot of characters, but I, I think that, uh, what's his name? Chief Willoughby. Um, yeah, Willoughby. I, I think Woody he Harrison. is, I think he, I think he is the heart of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I think that's pretty much accurate. To Which, say. you know. Yeah, which is not to say that the main character is somebody dealing with, you know, the loss of her daughter, but yeah. I, I think the way, you know, Willoughby kind of, you know, affects each of the different character, I think therefore he is kind of the Yeah, mm-hmm. he is the, the heart of the film. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so and there's a ton of other supporting players throughout this film. There's the um, his name Welby? The Yeah, yeah. Caleb Landry Jones, mm-hmm. who yeah, runs the he's advertising he's department. Ad- yeah, I guess, and he sort of keeps track of the bill. I guess if someone wants to use the billboards, they sort of go to him, and I think he's really nice in it as well. Uh, I, yeah, um, twenty seventeen was a good year for this guy, Caleb Landry Jones, because he did this and Get Out, um, uh, two very different performances. And you didn't get I didn't... Out. Um, he's the brother of the uh, the main oh, character's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, two two very different performances, and I think he does really well in both yeah. of them, especially yeah. since they're such different, you know, yeah. different characters. Because in Get Out, it's a, it's a lot more of a like a insidiously creepy, yeah. you know, kind of threat. Whereas in this, he is a very kind of amiable, cheerful, you know, yeah, happy to help kind of guy. Oh, he was in X Men. That's right. Oh yeah, he's the Banshee guy. Isn't he's he? Banshee, yeah, and he's in No Country for Old Men. He's yes. on the Social Network. Super bad. Oh, there you go. He gets around. Florida Project came out. That was in four film that came out in twenty seventeen. Busy year for him. Yeah. Oh, and he's in Breaking Bad for a couple episodes as well. Weren't he? Was he in Breaking Bad? Uh, Lewis? I'm trying to remember who Lewis is. I'm looking this up. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, um, he's, he's, he's Walt, Walt Jr.'s friend. Oh, yeah. Holy oh, shit. I had yeah. no idea that was him. No, he looks very different. Yeah. I guess it sort of shows the range of him as an actor, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, that, and that was, like, good eight and years ten, before. Yeah. I mean, he's got, ah. he's got short hair, too. Well, there you go. Um... He's um, he's had quite quite a filmography so far. Yeah, and he's only like what thirty something. He's not that. He's not. Yeah, he's pretty young. So um, what else we got? Well, I guess. So, got, I guess those those are the majorish players. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's Mildred's um son. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Who, Lucas Hedges, in... Rob, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Oscar uh, nominee Lucas Hedges. I feel like I should know what he's nominated for. Um, Manchester by the Sea. I think that was oh, it. I haven't seen that, but no, neither have I. So yeah, this this. I, I've seen I've seen him in literally everything but his Oscar nomination. <laughs> yeah, so like this is a very big, you know, cast of you know actors, and they in fact won the SAG for best ensemble. You know. 
reasonable, reasonable. This is fair enough, thing. Because compared to the big, I mean, I probably would put it the big sick as a, as a better. That is a pretty solid cast, I'll give you that. But this has got a pretty good cast. I mean, you've got Peter Dinklage as well in a few scenes. Oh, uh, yeah. I forget, you know, he's probably a bigger deal than anyone else in this film, you know. <laughs> but he's like but... one of the smallest parts. Yeah, no, he's got a very minor role, but you know, yeah. it's Peter Dinklage. He's you know he was Tyrion doing, Lannister yeah, off Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was doing Game of Thrones around this time. I think uh, like what season season six, season or six, or six seven, something like that. Yeah. 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 So, I I guess we'll get more into the other characters as we as we we get into the film. Oh yeah, so we okay. just go through the film then. Yeah. So we are set up immediately with the three billboards. Outside like the Mildred. first thing we see. Yeah, and then we see Mildred in her car, and then she goes and meets Welby to rent out the billboards for a year. It was right. Um, yes, I believe that's how much. Yeah, saying. and I think this is a nice little scene of just sort of her just wanting to rent out these billboards and stuff and. I, I, I really like the way that, you know, we aren't explicitly told straight out the gate, you know, what Mildred's deal is. You yeah. know, Red says, oh, you're Angela Hayes' mother. And yeah. then she's like, yeah, I'm Angela Hayes' mother. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's sort of like, try, sort of building, like, suspense and sort of the whole thing of, Okay, so there's something's up with it. Like, if you went into this knowing nothing, you'd be like, okay, so something's up with it. Something's going to happen. And you're just yeah. waiting for, like, the, the pin to drop, I guess. Like, you're just waiting for... for so, yeah, you, to, for you to get all the information so you know yeah. what's up. And pretty much in the next scene, you do get told. Yeah. I, I, can I just say this? Yeah. So she talks about words you can't put on it. Yeah, you can't say fuck piss or the other word that I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah, I, I, that's a word that I won't, won't say on this. Yeah, no, I, I think we, we've kind of carried that across the yeah. other two episodes as well. <laughs> yeah. A particular word. But I do think or, it's... Or anus. That's another word that mm. you mentioned. But I do think it's interesting that she can't say those words, which is like, that's fine. But she's allowed to have the word rape up there? Like, that's a bit like... I would argue <laughs> that's a lot worse than I'd say any that, of those other words. I'd that's worse than piss. Yeah, it's at yeah. least worse and it's, than piss. Like, and it's, it's worse than you know than fuck because you know yeah. it's that word with a worse connotation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just like that. That's okay, really. Like that's that's just sort of a that, weird. This is where we draw the line. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's a I've bit. Never, yeah, I've never thought about that. Yeah, and so there's a bit in this. I think it's like right at this where there's like a bug that has flipped itself over. Yeah, it's like and a beetle or something. A beetle, and she flips it over and helps it. I guess just sort of for character. That's your yeah. It's it's your pet the dog moment where you're like, oh look at the help, yeah. helping the innocent little bug. Yeah. This this happens at my house all the time. There's always bugs that are like flipped over. How do they do it? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to touch them like with my my foot or whatever or like my band. So I, I do flip them over, but I don't like touch them with my hands because I'm just like, mm, it's a bit. Mm. Man, well, I... Mildred, she's she's built different, man. Yeah, she's... I guess so. She's a hard bitch. Yeah. So, the billboards are put up, and there's two of them, and it's like it's red, like the background of the billboards are red, and then there's the red black and black. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, so... and you know, quite quite an iconic uh, image, I'd say. Mm. Um, in fact, I believe that you know this design was used to protest actual stuff around this time. Um, mm. This film came out, and then I can't—I don't know what it protests were, but yeah, they started using mm. this black outline, red background, black lettering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're introduced to to Dixon, yeah. Sam Rockwell's Sam character. Rock. Yeah. Um, what do you th- what do you think of this character? Just you know, without going into how, where his character goes later on, how how do you feel about Dixon? Uh, at this point, because I, I knew so, I, I I misremembered a thing that I'd heard from someone who was talking from from another podcast who were talking about this, and mm-hmm. they were talking about like one of them was like watching it with their some like stepmom, I think it was or something. And their stepmom had a theory. And I think about Dixon's character. And I sort of had had that thought in my mind. Like, oh, that's what it's going to be revealed to. And then I sort of remembered, like, no, that's actually not what it is, though. Because in my, my head, I sort of conflated it as, like, oh, I, I forgot the bit that it was just, like, something they thought was going to happen but didn't. And I sort of got the image in my mind, like, oh, that's actually what it is. But as, we, as I learned later on, in the film, I was like, oh, no. I must be misremembering what I heard or something. <laughs> At this um, point, I didn't really know anything, though, in terms of him as a character. I was just like, okay, he's just like a police officer. It's Sam Rockwell. Doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I was like, I didn't really think anything of him, like, like at the beginning, but I think it's sort of... Very quickly, we are sort of placed in the position where we probably shouldn't like this guy like just very quickly. yeah especially since you know pretty much within his first few lines of dialogue he's pretty racist oh yeah i no. I, I think this is we, we've mentioned in the past that like the characters being mildly racist in martin mcdonald yes. uh, martin mcdonald films this is the first one where yeah. a character being racist is actually kind of a plot point yeah and in the other films, I, we also mentioned that in those other films, they're not like, they don't like dislike them, they're just saying things, but they're not because they hate them, but just because that's just how they, they express themselves. Yeah, exactly. They don't yeah. mean they're, to they're be not, racist. They're not saying them to be specific. Yeah, exactly. No, but in this one, like, Dixon is actually a racist and a piece like, of yeah. Like, he's actually a bad person. He's at, going out of his way to say racist things. Like, he's talking to that. Um, there's like. Uh, Latin American guy putting up the mm. the billboards and he's like, "What is this?" And the guy's like, "Care," and it, that, the sort of dialogue that I really like. Um, where the characters basically just kind of repeat themselves or like what <laughs> each other are saying. I've got the script here. What is it? It's like, like, hey, what the hell is this? Care? How come Chief Willoughby what? What? Yeah? Huh? How come what? What? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like this is kind of a. Th- that sort of kind of interaction is something you see in like a Michael Bay film, but it's shown to be like as like in a sense of like like because Michael the, the, Bay films are like racist, but I don't know if he act. I don't think he necessarily is racist. He just thinks racist. I think he just doesn't know enough about the races that he's writing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem too. But this like. I could kind of see the scene slotting into, like, a Michael Bay film, but it's meant to be played in, like, a different way. Like, he doesn't understand that it's racist. I, I think th- this is... 
played as you're not meant to be like oh look how kind of ignorant the latin american guy is it's look how ignorant the white guy is yeah. you know this this idiot yeah. cop yeah and i think that's something that's really shown about dixon's character throughout the entire film is that he is a bit of an idiot at times yeah. he, he is for lack of a better word a moron yeah. <laughs> and so, um yeah he sees the billboards and then what the well, yeah, I, I love, I love, yeah, I love the way that it builds in the sinks. Mm. Yeah, we see what one billboard at a time. Um, like, so the first so, one says, "How come Chief Willoughby?" And you're like, "Yeah, right. how come Chief Willoughby? What?" And then um, the next one is, "And still no arrest." And you're like, "Okay, this is cool." So you're sort of like, "Okay," so I guess the third one's gonna sort of maybe mention what it is, and, and then it just gets like right to the point that the third billboard just—it's. It's, yeah it gets straight to the point and i love that you know you, you get dixon's reaction um and then uh, you see and then in, uh well yeah he phones up chief willoughby who's yeah. in the middle of his goddamn Easter dinner. <laughs> um, yeah. uh yeah. and that yeah he, he, yeah dixon's talking about it, and he's like pacing back and forth i think mm-hmm. um and yeah. then he walks out of frame and you see that the third yeah, the, well, I guess it's the first one, technically. Yeah. Yeah. But the fir- third one we see, so, yeah, raped while dying. Mm. And that's, like, sort of a very, like, classic way of building suspense. It's a thing that... Probably my favourite example is in The Shining, where, like, there's bits in The Shining where characters react to things, and we don't see it when they see it. We, like, focus on the character reacting for, like, a few seconds, and then we see what they're reacting to. Oh, yeah, like the, the bit with the twins? Like, yeah, where Danny's playing, I think it's darts, and he's grabbing the darts, and he looks back, and he sees something, and the camera, like, zooms in, and you're like, what's he looking at? And then we see the the twins, and the, or, like, the red rum scene. Right. He writes it on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then Shelley Duvall reacts sees it in the reflection oh, like oh my god yeah. devil child yeah um, this is that kind of thing uh, as well but it's it's, it's even longer because it's you've got dialogue in that but those other yeah it's, it's just like it's, it's stretched across quite a couple of character exchanges yeah um and so <laughs> another one, uh one of my my favorite little bits um oh what is it uh He's talking to that guy on the the Phil uh, Phil third billboard. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's um, yeah, he's like, "What is this?" And he's like, "Advertising, advertising what? Something obscure?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll say." <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we get, I guess you know, we're introduced to Mildred's day job. Well, her son. Um, her son, yeah. Briefly, he does. We don't. We don't really get, get much, much of him. him. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, he's but then, later. uh, but yeah, we we meet her her colleague. Um, out. What what are they? A gift shop? Is that what they yeah, work at? I guess so. It's kind of like a um. It's like tourist information, something like that. Yeah, it's like um, it's like those shops you see, that like they make stuff that you can buy in like like name brand stuff, but it's like. The homemade like equivalent, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. It says says here in the script, it's a gift shop. Oh, it's a gift shop. Uh, yeah, yeah, with like r- wooden rabbits and like exciting. yeah, and like snow globes and stuff for yeah. like missing. Yeah, it's it's shops that like are nice and they look nice, but I would never shop there. I was going quaint little you know home run businesses yeah. or something like that, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's something. 
I always like I mean, respect when people do that, but I would never, well, rarely at least, would shop there. Like, um, question, question. Do you do you think that Ebbing seems like the sort of place that has such a constant flow of tourism that they need a gift shop? <laughs> um, no, I feel like it's one of like the towns and like what areas are like. People don't go to America to see Ebbing, Missouri. Well, yeah, because like... because because Ebbing isn't even a real place. <laughs> I believe he, it's a, a name that he, he made up for the purposes uh, of the film, yeah. so he didn't offend anyone. Right. But even if it did exist, like, if you go to America, you're not going to go to, like, that kind of town. You're going to go to, like, California or, like... You'd pass through this place to get somewhere else. To get else. somewhere else, yeah. You might stop in there for, like... Stop like, there, pop a coffee and a bus roll or something. That's exactly... That's what we do. Like, if we ever drive up between, like, cities and or, like, states and stuff, we always stop every couple hours, and there's always, like, a town, like, ebbing in this film. There's always, just like, a town. middle of nowhere. It's, like, sometimes there's just, like, a hat... There's just, like, a restaurant, like, a cafe, and then... Uh, like, I, like station. There's, like, nothing for, like, just... Like, you look left, and you look right, and there's just road and, like, farmland. And a and tumbleweed. Yeah, and there's just, like, a singular cafe in there. Like, sometimes there's more stuff, you know, but it's usually, like, there's very... Like, you can see houses, like, in the distance, but they're, like, farmhouses and stuff. Um, so then... Um, I, I, um, the police to pay a visit to, um... Uh, Welby's office. Um, yeah. Willoughby, and did you recognize this other guy? I f- no, but the way you said that feels like I should have. Yeah, it's it's the Canadian and um, the guy from Seven. Sl- it's the mate that of Martin McDonough's who pops up in all his films. Oh, that, yeah, f- yeah. Um, what's That's... his name? Zeliko Ivanek is his name. Yeah, he yeah. appears in. Yeah, everything. He he is the Canadian in um mm. in Bruges, and he is Polo in Seven Psychos. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't notice that. I wasn't really paying too far. I don't even know if I know what he really looks like. Honestly, I feel like he looks kind of yeah. It looks different in like all of these films because yeah. in he looks kind of normal in in Bruges, and then he's got like some mustache or something in yeah. Seven Psychopaths, and then here he kind of looks like a dittery old man. Yeah. So they meet up. No, so they yeah they're with Welby, and to they inquire talk, about the billboards. And they ask, and they sort of talk about how long she's had. She's asked to have the yeah billboard. yeah they they they, they uh, well yeah they they figure out find out that it's it's Mildred that's Mildred, got the yeah billboards yeah um and then they discover she's had them up she's gonna have them up for a year. Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. Which you know, it's a pretty long time. <laughs> yeah. Gonna have have that you know raked while dying up for a year, yeah. and I just realised there's probably gonna be a handful like some kids that are gonna go past like their parents are gonna drive by with kids. Well, apparently nobody goes past that road, but I guess now that you know once once the billboard starts to get a bit more publicity, yeah, definitely people yeah. will you know be They'll driving be like, past. Just... I want to see. I just want to see what these billboards say. You know, it's an awkward conversation. You know, like, like, hey, mum, what does rape mean? And you're just like, hmm. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> Hopefully, something that doesn't happen to you. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we uh, can but pray. Um, yeah. 
I don't know why we're laughing at this. this is a... We shouldn't be. Let's just move on. So, uh, my next note, I don't... Uh, actually, so I said film gets right to the point, and then the next point is uh, there's a bit where Woody Harrelson is talking about Dixon about how, the time he beat up a black man. Black man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tortured, yeah, tortured a, a black man yeah. more than custody. And there's a bit where he's saying, like, there was no evidence. And then the, he pauses and says, no real evidence. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's a bit. Yeah, I, I, I like <laughs> that. They do kind of, you know, Willoughby might not, you know, I mean, doesn't he say at some point every cop's like at least a little racist? Um, yeah. And he's right because you know I assume the the not real evidence he's referring to is the fact that this guy's clearly showing signs of being physically abused. Yeah. Um, but there's no you know footage or the, like the, photos yeah, of the, the footage, fact that Dixon was the one who did that. Yeah, the footage just happened to get deleted. It just the camera just wasn't on that day. Oh yeah, either there wasn't a camera. Oh yeah, it just got turned off because you know yeah. So Willoughby isn't necessarily a a racist but he's certainly not you know mm. w- yeah he, he's kind of letting it slide yeah which i feel is a bit indicative of just sort of well certainly in america in some cases i feel like it's a bit indicative of um, the american police system mm-hmm. i don't think it's as bad here i mean i i don't hear as many stories about police in this in our country being yeah as yeah, pl- pre- uh, police brutality yeah, wielding. It, it seems I don't even know if I've heard of a story. Well, I think I have. Like, well, I've heard of stories of like police being incompetent and not doing their jobs properly in sort of similar situations to the to why Mildred is doing this whole thing, but never like outright you know beating people, mm. which are predominantly you know black people. But it's nothing I can think of off the top of my head right now. Mm. which I mean, um, is a good thing but like <laughs> if that's like the bar we're clearing it's, it's a bit of a sad still thing. quite depressing yeah um so I, I i guess while we're talking about the whole yeah racism element of the film i mm. think that's kind of the film's biggest failing the fact that it and i think a lot of critics have kind of said this that it feels like it's trying to say something about racism but mm. it never fully gets into that yeah yeah it seems a lot more focused on other things yeah i made a note that the film sort of tackles like you know problems with the police but it feels but it's tackling like multiple problems with the police you know it's yeah the racism uh, handling of the you know the uh angela hayes case yeah how they're not handling it (laughs) or that yeah deciding to just like you know what they've they kind of put it on the back burner. Yeah, we're just gonna, you know, stop for the. We're just not gonna do anything like this right now. Just leave it where it is. You know, it's not important right now. And it's just like, you know, it, it's trying to, t- you know, tackle these things, and it doesn't do it like necessarily poorly, but it sort of is like it's kind of trying to do. Yeah, mo- it's trying to hit multiple different points, and it's sort of like well. But it, 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 nev- it never really feels like it can commit to any of them, yeah. which and... is fine. In my, I'm I'm okay with that. Mm. It's just a, li- a little bit like it feels like it should be saying something, but it isn't. Yeah, and some of it is just like it's if it, yeah, it's trying to sort of say something, but the ideas are sort of half baked, I guess. 
Yeah, if it, if it was like Martin McDonough kind of, you know, wimped out at the last second, it yeah. was like, no, let's not do that. Yeah, I, I feel like I wouldn't like this film more if they were sort of focusing on one or the other, that they, they, were, they were trying to sort of focus on one topic of like problems I, in the police force. I, I, I guess, the you know, it's kind of like we need to give people a reason to not necessarily you know sympathize with dixon make him a racist there we go okay i guess we should kind of mention this now and you know go into it a little bit but then they don't go yeah it doesn't go all the way yeah but you know i think that it's enough to dislike dixon by just having him you know be really just needlessly opposed to mildred non- unsympathetic but yeah you know. i don't think yeah i kind of think that's a fair but like he doesn't need to be a racist to be necessarily a bad guy if he disagrees with yeah, Mildred's character. I feel like that's enough to be like. Okay, he, yeah, I, I think like he just him. has to take personal issue with Mil- Mildred's protest. And then um, right there, you've got that's enough because dislike. ultimately, him being a racist doesn't go anywhere. But it really doesn't. It, it doesn't really seem like he changes or grows necessarily. And I don't know if that's because like necessarily what should have happened. But it's kind of like I feel like if you do this, there needs to be sort of something that happens. Like there sort of needs to be something more to it. Mm, yeah, I guess we'll we'll get, we'll get into that as mm. the film progresses. Um, yeah. So. So Mildred goes on the news and and talks about mm. the billboards and various. But we get we meet Dixon's mother. Yeah. Um, Which because he's like a thirty year old man still living with. With it, yeah, mom. with with it, mama. Yeah, and he gets constant shit for it. Which yeah, like... he's a, he's a mama's boy, and I I, I I I don't like Dixon as a person a lot of the time, you know, no. with him being racist. But yeah. I I really like him as a character. I think the fact that he lives lives with his mother is a really just kind of funny yeah it's thing. Like just a funny like tangent tangent, I guess you could say. Like it's, it's not... yeah, just it's just an element of his personality, and you can kind of see how maybe you know. Because his mother's not exactly the nicest person no, ever, amazing. and you you can kind of see how she might maybe you know affect his character yeah. and kind of made him who he is. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like if I don't know, like because that's sort of a thing with characters where they sort of with people in general where they probably like people who who are racists probably aren't racist when they're kids. It's like a they get they get yeah based on how they're raised but i guess it's that's sort of the same in terms of any form of like growing negative up. yeah negative. or yeah, just anyone's personality their, their parents are gonna have you know yeah definitely have some and, effect on them and you know in some ways it can be good in other ways it can be bad it sort of depends yeah. on the environment you grow up in and there's like ways that you know you should parent a kid and ways you shouldn't and you mm. know I I'd like to to comment on the fact that th- this actress playing Dixon's mother, um, yeah. she seems to just be building a career on playing cantankerous, grumpy older women because she's <laughs> she plays she plays Max's mother in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in a very similar role. Oh, I haven't seen It's Always Sunny, but I do feel like I've seen this actress before. I feel like I've seen her in something, but it's not It's Always Sunny. It, it's something yeah. else. She, uh, I think I've seen her in other bits as well, but that's the one that jumped to, my, yeah, to mind. I just feel like I've seen her in something before. So, 
Seen any of these things? No, I'm gonna look it up now. Yeah. So while we're looking, I'm just gonna sort of continue. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So um, yeah. So Mildred is on the news. You know, sort of explaining what the billboards are, are there for, and what her plan is, and and what she's trying to say, essentially, like sort of the plan she's trying to achieve with these billboards and so there I made a note that early on in this film I think that like they are both like the main like Mildred and the police are both like doing bad things and are in the wrong in certain aspects yeah no, I think, you know, Mildred takes it too far on one side and the police kind of don't do enough on the other. Yeah. So there's a bit, I think it's around this point where Mildred goes to the dentist, right? Is it, like, just before, like, it's just after uh, this? Willoughby, like, talks to her about, um, actually, that's, that's a little bit later. Um, yeah, Willoughby kind of yeah. goes to Mildred's house and talks to her about the billboard saying that he doesn't think they're particularly fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Mildred gets all um, saying like, "Oh well, you know, another girl could have been, you know, taken advantage. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, butchered. I think is the term she used. While mm-hmm. you're coming up here crying like a little girl, or what, whatever the hell she says. Um, yeah. And I think that that's kind of a, a case in point. What we're saying there, they're both kind of in the wrong in a way. Because I mean, that basically in that bit where she says, "Hey, if, if you're up here, what's happening to someone else?" I I side more with Willoughby. Because mm. a he's more sympathetic. Um, yeah, he has a family. He he's got cancer. Yeah, and he's very and he's trying to be like civil. He, he's he's very he's, civil about the whole thing in a way that like yeah maybe maybe if she just gone to him personally and said hey I don't think you've done enough about my daughter, yeah. things would be a lot better. Yeah, um, like because unlike Dixon. he's actually seems like he wants to help and he's actually he does he does care yeah. And he's being very... But basically, there's just kind of not a lot that he can really do, because yeah. it's not that the police are neglecting it, it's the fact that they've kind of pursued every available avenue. I think Mildred's issue is that they haven't, like, arrested anybody and kind of yeah taken a bit more, you know, action yeah. on, in I, the I police sense. sort of understand where both sides are coming from. Like, I, I do think that... I. But I will say it's it is something that we sort of have that sort of is a problem in real life anyway. Is that these sort of cases you there isn't always like someone who's found guilty. It's yeah. People like to kind of blame the police. You know, the Black Lives Movement, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, for for example. You know, mm. blaming the police is a big part of that. But I think you know, saying that you know all cops are bastards isn't fair. And I think yeah. here it's definitely a part of it because you know. Yeah. In this case, yeah, you know, just be- just because they are the the justice system doesn't mean yeah. that they are going to be able to, yeah, you I know, f- solve every problem, you mm. know. Yeah, I I've got to try and sort of put this in as like sort of as delicately as I can, 
in that I understand the entire point of the Black Lives Matter movement, and I'm not one of those, like, all lives matter type things, because, like, obviously they do, and I, but that's, like, not the point of the Black that's Lives That's not the matter. point of the protest, yeah. But I also hate the sort of idea of, like, all cops are bad, because it's like, well, obviously they're not. Like, that, they're... That's, the bit of that, yeah, that's the bit of the protest I, I don't get on board with, because, like, yeah, you know, There's... there are some, you know, bad police out there, but yeah. the fact that, you know, people aren't, you know, everyone isn't being murdered and beaten every single day you know like that's a pretty telling sign that maybe the police are you know the vast majority of police officers are doing the right thing yeah and i i'm i don't want to come off like i don't understand like the problems that black people face because i mean to be honest i actually don't yeah we don't we're both you know we're two white people yeah Um, so honestly like my opinion Means like fuck all, honestly, because I don't experience this problem. But and I, but I feel like I can give my two cents on the on the situation, and uh, I, it's the same thing with these kinds of things too. Of the whole of this whole thing with Mildred, as well to sort of bring it back, and it's like yeah, I wish all of these crimes could be solved because that would just be nice for, you know the good people to win but that doesn't happen and i think there are some like you know i want the police to still you know sort of deal with it and sort of try and solve the problem as best they can but but you do need to kind of draw a line in the sand and you know admit that you know they aren't going to be able to solve everything but there, it does become like a certain point of like you've pretty much exhausted every possibility that you just can't solve it anymore and and, and it's beyond and yeah it gets to a point where there's not really anything more that you can do. Yeah, and it's beyond the whole point of... Just not even these cases, like, you know, murders and thefts and all these things. Like, for example, like, the Zodiac Killer is, like, one of the most famous killers in history, and we don't know who did it. Like, that's just an unsolved crime. I think there's actually been some stuff recently that we found out who he is. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, I, I, I saw there was a thing recently of... There's, like, a letter. Like, someone managed... There's, like, a video yeah. deciphering, like, his, like, the last letter he sent, like, that he sent out or whatever. Mm. But it, it is just sort of, like... Sometimes cases don't get solved. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you yeah. Just have to leave them. Not because... I don't even know if it's... Not for lack of trying, but that's just because yeah. that's all there is to do. Because, you know, if they start prioritizing old stuff, then, you know more current stuff that is you know could be more important gets you know put aside and you know society collapses yeah Uh, and it's just like you know this is the most like deep like because with the other two in bruce and sense like us we haven't really been talking about these types of issues because these those films are much more on a comedic side and don't focus on actual problems really as um, much as as much in as bruges is, is on a very ethical level seven yeah. psychopaths is very much more of a comedy and this is a lot more of a kind of social issue yeah focused sort of thing yeah but it's not like like in bruges isn't like there's some dark you know sad stuff but it's not like but then yeah they'll say not, fuck exactly. with an irish accent and yeah. everything will be fixed yeah like, this film is sort of more or less devoid of comedy. Well, there are a handful of bits of comedy, and that's another problem I have, too. I think the comedy doesn't really work. I think bits of it don't. Okay. I, 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 I think the, the, um, 
when, when I think of the comedy in this film, I think of the stuff that I was talking about before, like mm. how come will it be what, you know, just stuff that, you know, is funny, but isn't necessarily trying to be ha ha mm. hilarious, yeah. that sort of thing. And the okay. way that seven psychos and Embrugia. Yeah. There are two bits actually that I find actually kind of funny and that I actually really like, but we'll get to them in a little okay. bit. And they both involve Sam Rockwell. Oh, oh yeah no, i think i think he has some great comedic bits um so i guess the scene we're up to where it's in like a bar and dixon and mm. welby are talking and then there's also uh peter dinklage yeah, and they play um pool. yeah the the way dixon says mama or like mama because <laughs> um, yeah mildred shows up and she's like hey don't you have to get home to your mama dixon and he's like uh what's he say like i don't have to go home to my mama my, my, hmm. my mom yeah he, he like repeats himself he like slowly, yeah like mama mama yeah yeah uh so is this after the scene in the um dentist um it... i think i think that's up um, ash uh yeah no, it's before it's, it's early it's like very rather early on. i think we were, it was before we went on that tangent about the problems with the police force yeah um I think it was just after the scene with Willoughby and Mildred, was it, or is it? Um, was hang it on, I'm, I'm, I've got I've got the script up here, and it's actually not. So sometimes yeah. I always forget. Like, oh I know yeah, scenes, but I, hang on, yeah, I know of scenes, but I sometimes forget like the order of them. We're, we're on the right track. Yeah. So there. Are... Um. So yeah, there's a bit where Mildred um talks with a priest at her mm-hmm. house because her son had him over and yes. then she she goes on this whole spiel about how um about <laughs> priests saying like um hey if I don't remember the full context but it's like hey if one of your other priests you know molests a child you're culpable bro yeah and it's the whole sort of discussion of culpability as well in yeah the film that, that they really get to like so she's talking about culpability in regards to like the police as well like that they yeah. solve it so they're just as culpable as the guy who actually did it if that if that's my my memory serving me correctly um something like that yeah yeah and i again i think that's a bit unfair like like if there are police like act like people who just like actively don't do anything to fix it and don't believe it and think it's like a lie or whatever like that's a problem but like if you can't actually solve it then like that's a bit more justified than just not trying to solve it at all, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, this is definitely, you know, Mildred's case kind of being a bit of a, you know, mm. a, a pointless one. I think that is kind of brought up, you know, or not, not really brought up, but certainly, you know, kind of addressed later on mm-hmm. that basically this is all she feels that she can do, like, yeah. to move past it. Because... Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I can understand why she wants them to solve it because you know it's her. You know, it's her daughter, it's yeah. Her daughter, yeah. And I totally can understand. Like, if I was in that situation, I probably, well, I mean, possibly, would want it to be solved. You know, but I feel like there is a point where she goes a bit too far in places. For example, in this scene in the dentist. So yeah. Uh, did I miss something? Is there a reason she's going to the dentist, or like is she just going for the sake? Of- I th- I think she's just at the dentist. <laughs> yeah, and so she's got like a tooth that's like wobbling, or whatever. 
And so the doctor, the dentist, sorry, he's not a doctor, the dentist has to remove it. But, and she has to put the numbing, he has to put the numbing stuff in her mouth. And then she grabs his drill and drills it into his finger. Yeah, like through his thumbnail. Through his like, thumbnail, which is just awful. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that in a film before. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I've seen, ah, I've seen like, it looks things horrible. Like, go through fingers, but I've never, like, I've seen, like, stuff going through them, but never it's usually, through, like, the nail. It's, yeah, it's usually through a fleshy bit of the finger, not yeah. the nail. And, and there's like, something about oh. that that is so perfectly kind of disgusting. And Yeah. <laughs> I, I did feel like, I was, I was like, I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, like, what, what the fuck? And, and I was like, I was trying, like, is there a reason that happened? Like, um, cause, yeah, because he's gonna drill without you know, um, giving her anesthetic, yeah, whatever but he it is. Did so, give her anesthetic, though. oh, did he? Oh, well, in that case, yeah, she, she's like, bitch. Oh, aren't you meant to put anesthetic in? And I swear he gets like a giant needle and just like jams That's it. no, yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah um, and then she just like, drill. I feel like there's a point there, but I, I miss it. Hey. I, I think, well, the, 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 the dentist kind of says, you know, like, hey, there's a lot of good friends of chief willoughby in this town and it's like he's being threatening and then i guess she kind of takes that as like okay fine i'm gonna drill a hole in your finger yeah so actually before we continue further in the um so i after i watched it i had a discussion with my dad who had seen this film as well uh and how this film is kind of somewhat based off an actual real story that, like, yeah, like Martin McDonough was—he was in like America, and he saw some someone like protesting with billboards or something. Yeah, and so it's based off an actual case of um, a woman, but it's not like a woman? adaptation. It's not. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. That's uh, I don't know if anyone listening is going to get that joke. <laughs> if they do, they do. And if they do, you, you're fucking great. Good so, on you. Yeah, so it's based off an actual case, but it's not like it's an adaptation. It's not like a biopic type. Thing. It's kind, of, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, based on this idea. It's not yeah. like it's kind of. It's uh, sort of based on a true story, but it's kind. Of, it's influenced by a yeah, real life event. Real things happened that he used to, yeah, make the film. And I was gonna say it's like Fargo, and then I remembered Fargo isn't real at all. <laughs> Yeah, that, that the again. There point. are kind, there are kind of little points that are like they thought, oh, that's a cool thing. Put yeah. that in a movie. But yeah, but, Fargo was just the Coen brothers wanting to make a based on a true story film without basing it on a true story. So people actually thought it did happen because they would find it too unrealistic. Yeah. But this film, to be fair, wouldn't that are... wouldn't that be brilliant? Like just putting like making an alien film where like, <laughs> the world ends and and then putting based on a true story at the end. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if they took, like, Jurassic Park and put and it... Based on a true story. That was then made into a book. That was then made into a movie. Oh, that'd be... That'd be brilliant. That'd, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but unlike those, this is actually based off a true story, but just, it's not, like, using... The idea elements. is... Based yeah. On that. Well, yeah, it wasn't like Martin McDonough read in the newspaper that a woman drills a hole in a dentist's yeah. finger and goes, like, cool, now yeah. that's a story. Yeah, because I've, I've mentioned... There's a couple bits later. There's a bit with Dixon that we will get to that I that I was sort of like, oh, I don't know if I... 
think. Like, I think that's a bit much. But we'll get to that. We'll get that. Um, so Mildred's arrested, I think, around this point. Um, yes. And is, this is when we get the whole persons of colour torturing. Oh, um, so yeah. uh, this is a bit that I actually find... This is actually a third bit that I actually find kind of funny, actually, now that I remember it, where she says a word that we can't say. Yeah. And then I like how Sam, that Dixon's like, actually, you're not meant to say that. It's yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm better than you. Yeah, it's a person's of color torturing, actually. These days, if you want to know. And I didn't torture nobody. And then Willoughby comes in and he just says the word like multiple times. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like, um... She yeah, said... Like, mm. She said blank torturing. And I and said, you can't say blank torturing. That's actually... I that, think, that's just kind of the perfect portrayal of Dixon. Yeah, yeah I'm reading the, um, thing... The screenplay. Yeah. So, yeah, he says, you can't say this, you have got to say persons of colour torturing. <laughs> And it's like, and it, he's like, yeah, it's like it, it's basically kind of like, the fact that he goes on to say that word several more times in the scene. It's kind of like, hey, how can I be racist? My best friend is a black guy, you know. That sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. It's that it is that exact logic of. It's like I'm I'm not racist, but I'm going to use this racist thing as yeah. a prop for saying that I'm not racist. It's like Quentin Tarantino. He's definitely not racist. He's not racist, but he's going to use this word a lot. Okay. And cool. he's friends with Sam Jackson, and he said he wasn't racist. So exactly. Yeah. If Samuel, hey, if Samuel L. Jackson says you're not racist, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So this. Yeah. So she's in prison, and then we're in like a in the interrogation room, and then she. And like. Go. Then she leaves. Oh, and that Willoughby, like, vomits a little bit of blood on her. Oh, that's right, yeah, he vomits a, that's right, he vomits a bit of blood on her because of, um, the cancer, and so he is taken off, so, and then she just sort of leaves? Um, he, he says let it go. Oh, he says let it go, but he's also vomiting up blood. Because, you know, that's what happens when you have cancer. Cancer of what is it like bowel cancer? I think it's it says here pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer, that's so, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no like, worries. I mean, any cancer is awful. To be honest. Um. So that we get, I guess we get a bit more of um the sun, Robbie. Oh yeah, Robbie. There's a little bit of Robbie. Uh, is there? There's a flashback scene around this point as well with Angela. Oh yeah, where we see. Yeah, she, yeah, no, yeah. In fact, yeah, it is around this point. That, um, yeah. So they're having but, an argument between the two of them, between Mildred and Angela about the whole. <laughs> okay, there's actually a really funny joke in this scene that feels so out of place, but is actually kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's with um, I uh, I can't I can't fully quote it because of one of the words in it, but so. I also realised this song says the C word, because uh, I'm not going to say it on this, a lot more than I feel like in Bruges and Seven Psychopaths said it. 
I feel like this film has that word a lot more. Mm, no, I, I think in Bruce has it a little bit more. Mm. I didn't really... I don't know. Maybe it's because... It, it, it feels more out of place here because, you know, in yeah, America... that's, that's probably what the, it is. It, the C word is just, you know, the word you don't say. You yeah. Know? N word is on the table. C word, no way. <laughs> um, that's the thing. But, Maybe that's what it is because in those films, they're just like, oh, yeah. They're, they're using Irish. this word. Yeah. It makes sense. The like, Irish and then, you know, Sam Rockwell. If they were Australian and yeah, if they were Australian and saying it, it also wouldn't feel out of place either. But the fact, it, yeah, but like in America, it's saying just, it, it's like, yeah. Oh, you don't. But that word isn't said by American. They they don't like saying that word. They for they, some they really throw their toys out of the brand when this word is used. You know, fair enough. Yeah, it's considered it's, like the most offensive word in the English language. It's but, not a very nice word. Yeah, it's but, like it's a word that it's just, like. But it's kind of. I'm more. It's like because I guess it's part of like. The Aussie culture. culture, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it's I, not. It's not. It's not as big a deal here. But yeah, hmm. and maybe that's why I don't feel like if I hear it, I'm not like, oh, I'm never like, oh, you shouldn't say that word, you know. Like I, you know, do my, I, you know, don't say. I try to avoid saying it if I can. You know, I usually. Generally, I don't say it. Yeah. If, it's, it's my it's it's my it's my my kind of like oh you really annoyed me if I'm using this word. That's kind of what it is for me too. I'm, if I'm like really upset, I'll be like you know I'll say it, but I, I drop in that word. But you know yeah. it's not like I my my every... my go to. If I if I'm getting just like sort of normally angry, then I'll just use it's another word. Yeah, like dickhead or something. Yeah, I, but I if uh, well, it depends what it is, of course. If someone's like done something yeah. to really annoy me. But it just feels so much. It feels a lot very out of place in this film because it's an Amer- it's a thing Americans can't say. Yeah, well, uh, not but can't yeah, say, what, but what, 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 but they don't like saying it. But um, anyway, what, what's the what's the joke? So they, to? I'm gonna see if I can find it because I, I want to quote it as best I can. <laughs> so they're having this argument, and so Angela she wants to. She wants to borrow the car. car, But Mildred is like, no, you can't have the car. And then Robbie, he gets involved, and Angela says, why are you never on my side, Robbie? And he says, I'm always on your side, but you're not being a insert word here. And then Mildred said, there'll be no more insert word here in this house. You got that, Mr. And then he says, what? Are you moving out? And I'm like, oh, that's really oh, funny, snap, but it feels snap, so out of place in this scene, though. But it's really funny, and That's I could never. That I... Yeah. It's such a funny scene, and yeah. I could never get away with saying that. I could, yeah, no. If I said that to my mother, I'd get freaking beaten within an inch of my life. To be fair, I don't think I've ever heard my mom say that word. But yeah, neither have I. There would be a part of me that would be like. Oh, I'd be so tempted to say that, but if I do, yeah. I will die. <laughs> then I this is the end of my life, and I, I guess I have to be okay with it. Yeah, because um, for me anyway, you don't insult your mum. It's pretty much as simple as that. You can insult other people's mums. That's the whole that's, base that's of fine. your, your mum jokes. Good. But hey, your own mum, you better watch out, mister. Yeah. Your, your dad's a little more, nah. Like, it's a little more lenient there, but you can't say anything about <laughs> your mum. And I've <laughs> learned that the hard way. The line in, in this um, that always 
kind of stands out as being like, okay, I'm not sure that quite works is when Angela says like, I hope I get raped on the way, and then oh, Mildred's like, yeah, yeah well, that... I hope you do get raped. On yeah, the way. that was the problem. Like that feels so like that, that. It feels too much like oh, we're trying to give the character guilt um, or something. Yeah, it would be what. Okay, so I think this sort of this is sort of a staple of other films and stuff where they have like this big argument and I hope you get whatever. I hope something that will later happen to you happens to you. Yeah, but that usually happens, like, before it actually happens. Like, it's before yeah, the, the knowledge yeah. that happens. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, so you, you kind of have that moment along with the character, whereas here it just feels like, okay, we get it. You get the point. <laughs> you, 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 you're grieving because your daughter got ma- raped and murdered. Yeah, like, if it was just, like, a regular argument scene, like, I'd have no problem with it. If it was just, like, they were arguing, I'd be like, okay, she's feeling, like, regret because, you know, her daughter died. But th- that bit, I'm just like, okay. I think it's enough I that, you know, it. she didn't lend... I think, yeah, it's enough that she didn't lend her the car and therefore she, you know, wasn't protected or whatever. Yeah, but exactly. it's It's the fact that, that yeah, like, they go that step further. That I'm like, okay, yeah, we get it. We don't need that. <laughs> um, oh, I've just looked in this next scene. Robbie drops another C-bomb at his mum. <laughs> Um, oh, is so, this the breakfast scene? We, yeah, we're introduced to Charlie, Mildred's ex-husband. Abusive ex-husband. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, big part. And uh, oh, so that's what this note is. Okay, cool. We'll get. I had a note. It's like okay. I'll get yeah. onto this in a second. So, uh, so Robbie's joke was funny. That was a note I made. Yeah. Then the whole I hope you get raped felt really forced, honestly. Because it yeah. I honestly feel like it is. Because it was. And then, okay, my next note is like in this scene. So they're eating breakfast and he, f- no, she flicks cereal. Like, right, into his head. Into it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, why would you do that? That's, that's just unnecessary, funny. Mildred. That's, that's like, just the dick move. That's, yeah, it's like, I, I wouldn't do that. Who does that? Just like person's <laughs> eating breakfast and then just like grabs some cereal and throws it in their hair. Yeah, it's like that's all. He's gonna have to wash it out now. And it would suck just... to, if he like done his hair up all night, like he put gel in it and stuff. You know. And then she, yeah, then your mum puts like rice bubbles in your hair. And it's just like, why would you do that? Just why? Why, mum? So they. So, then so her... Charlie's like, bro. The billboards, what the hell? Yeah, and we also had it with his, with, uh, Christ, I cannot speak. Um, <laughs> we are with Charlie and his new girlfriend, who was like 19 or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is a young. bit like, okay, ugh, that's a bit gross. She's, she's of legal age, it's just Listen, about okay, but it's still pretty dodgy. Okay, I'll say this. I'm, like, age gaps in relationships, I don't really care. Unless it's something ridiculous, like I know there's like eighty year old men who have been married to like twenty year old women, and it's like yeah, that's when it gets weird. (laughs) Like I know there's like was I forget who it was. There's like a like a comedian who was like like an old like thirties British like like Marx Brothers type thing, who was married to like a fan of his who was like twenty something. I forget what it was, but it's like they all are. But it's just like, it's like like it depends. Like it, it, I guess it depends how old Charlie is. Yeah, presumably he's around. Is he's, he's, he's like, like fifty mid-watch. something? I would assume then, right? I, yeah, I'd say he's in his Based late forties. Mildred and 
I, either way, I think you can round it up or down to 50. Yeah. So he comes over and... He gets really agitated about yeah, the billboards. Yeah, and his girlfriend goes into the yeah, place to, to pee. Well, well, actually, it's just before. There's a bit where he, like, flips the table over. And, then and like, like, grabs her. And then Robbie immediately grabs the knife and runs over and just and, like, like, holds, puts it. holds it to a certain, like, okay... This went from zero to one hundred very, very quickly. Now the story of a poor family who lost their daughter and the one son who had no though. It's a rest dysfunctional family joke. Um. So his. So yeah, Charlie's no, it, it really does go from zero to one hundred pretty yeah. quickly. And so Charlie's girlfriend, she walks in like it's this point when she walks into the house and it's just like. Standing in the doorway, just like oh, they're all there, just oh. having that little and, and I made a note of this was like an inappropriate time for comedy. I was like, mm, I think it works. I think it's okay. I feel, I, I, I feel like the film couldn't quite, well, at least this scene couldn't quite sustain this kind, this darker tone. Because mm. you know, I, I, do, I don't know where this scene would go. You know, after you know. Yeah, Charlie grabs Mildred and then Robbie puts a knife to his throat. Like, I don't know where it would go after that unless somehow the but situation is, like, immediately diffused. Yeah. I can kind of understand that, but maybe I just, I just didn't find it funny. I think that was the thing. I was like, this isn't funny. I get what they're going for, but it's like... Yeah, fair mm. enough. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't find it particularly funny, but I, I do I, I do think it's kind of a, a solid yeah. enough moment for what it's trying to do there. Yeah. So, he... So he lets her go and Robbie puts the knife down. Which I guess does show that, like, this ha- must have happened a lot. They're just kind of used to this. If Robbie immediately grabs... He's not, like, frozen or anything. He grabs the knife and immediately the fact that, yeah. runs no, And I, I do like that as a, a character moment for him. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, presumably when his parents separated, he did he did choose to stay with Mildred. Yeah. Um, is, I mean, well, fair enough. Well, it depends, of course, when it happened. But if it was prior to the whole... Angela's situation, it probably would have been like, oh yeah, it's probably easier to deal with someone who will not abuse. Someone. Yeah, exactly. It won't hit me. And yeah. Yeah. Beat me up. And so Charlie leaves. Yeah, like it's sort of very sort of just like sort of tension between these two, and then they are just sort of yeah, they sort of move. On. Yeah. Um, so I guess. Oh, yeah. But this is when uh, Dixon's mother gives him like the idea to arrest someone close to Mildred. So mm-hmm. they arrest her, her colleague at the gift shop. Yeah. Um, and she ain't too happy about that. No. And I would understand, like, you know that, like. Oh. I guess at this point, she doesn't know. She doesn't know whether or not she's actually oh, done anything yeah. that's worth being arrested over. Yeah. Um. So she goes to the police station, and we get one of my favorite bits. Like she calls it over to Dixie. She's like, "Hey, fuck it," and he's like, "What?" And then <laughs> the guy's like, "Don't say what, Dixon, when she comes in here calling you a fuckhead." That's that's one of my other favorite comedy bits. Yeah. And there's another bit with Dixon. I think it's like slightly after this. Uh, yeah, I think I know which bit you're talking about. Yeah. But I guess we'll get to it when we get to it. It's sort of. Oh, the the bit I'm the next bit I'm talking about is like literally in this scene. Oh, when, um, which bit is it? 
went uh like dixon saying to the the canadian um he's like yeah get out of my ass i'll handle it in my own way actually and then he just like immediately is like mrs hayes take a seat what is it i can do for you today (laughs) tries tries to be all polite and nice yeah no that's not what the bit i'm talking Uh, about touching it now while we're here i guess yeah it's the bit i don't know why but just the image of it he's got like his headphones in and he's just listening to music and he's just like Moving like his oh, shoulders up and down. Yeah, my, yeah just kind of like. Doing I don't know why. Just the way he's doing it, like it shouldn't be funny, but just the way he's like moving is like funny. Yeah, the Sam Rockwell doing his thing. And in the background, you notice there's people yelling at him, and he's not listening. Yeah. He comes back later. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Keep listening. Um. So what's the net? So, yeah, he's saying, like, oh, we arrested her for having weed, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Willoughby's then... Yeah, previous affair. Well, so, a, like, a legend. She's got two right. big uns or big, big one. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Willoughby's on a, a picnic with, with his, his family, his, his wife and children. Yeah. Um, and so he tells them to stay in, like, this circle? The, yeah, he sets fish. up this... He sets up some bullshit game for them to play. So um, he and his wife can, you know... Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's gonna go bang his wife. Um, yeah. And to be fair, I feel like that happens in like a lot of relationships. Like, okay, you gotta play a game. You gotta stay in this area, and we'll know if you've left. Yeah, mummy and daddy need mummy and daddy needs more alone time. Yeah, and and because they're little kids, they'll be like, "All right, we'll we'll do that. We'll play. We want to win this game, right?" That's just how yeah, the kids are. there's a particular line in this bit that I randomly use, like in day, like day to day life. <laughs> that is like counterproductive to the entire operation, and I, I just use that. Like, yeah. if something's going to be slightly annoying, I just say like that is counterproductive to the entire that's, operation. That's a pretty good line. And then his kids are like counterproductive to the entire rep- yeah. Yeah. Um, so he has one final you know thing with his wife and. Uh, hang on, uh, there, there's a, um, hang on, there's like some bit, is this the bit with like Mildred and a deer? Like there's a deer? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that, that was that's my like, next yeah. I thought that was just like a really nice little moment. I I, I think this is where Francis McDormand really works. Mm, here yeah, I think this she, is the bit that works. Because Mildred's not like having to put up any front for anyone, you know, yeah. and she just kind of has a bit of you know, an emotional breakdown. <laughs> Actually, no, she doesn't cry at all, but, you know, she's certainly kind of being a bit more, you know, um, vulnerable than yeah. we've seen her at any other point because, in the film. Because, you know, it's a deer and something that, you know, won't judge her because... Because it's an animal. It, it doesn't care, it's just... Yeah, it would be weird if she was, she like, you know, put her, poured her heart out to this deer and then it just went, bitch, please, and then... <laughs> um... Um, I, this is a bit oh, where yeah, I and... think the cinematography looks really nice, like, just sort of the framing and the sort of yeah shots, just the whole sort of, this deer just walks up in, like, the sort of sunset, like, the... Yeah, that's, that's looks yeah, very yeah. nice. And it's very nice, it's, it's like, one of, like, a few, like, just nice, peaceful moments, because this film is... Uh, people aren't swearing and fighting and there isn't you know, something bad happening there's no conflict here which yeah. is kind of hurt yeah um so it's around the point that mildred finds out that somebody's paid for the billboards or something yeah um who um was willoughby yeah well we don't find that out for a while yeah. um so 
we're back with Willoughby now, and he's at his house. He says goodnight to his kids. Yeah, and he goes to deal wife. with the horses. I believe it is. And is ex- another great line here, where um, uh, that's a mighty fine cock you've got. Yeah, that's a real nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's a real nice cock, Mr. Willoughby. And he's like, what's that from? And he's like, it's Oscar Wilde. <laughs> um, I, I do I do like that, because you know, I think it's like Sense and Sensibility or something. One of the, mm. Ashna, Oscar Wilde. No, Ashna, I, I feel like it should be Jane Austen or something, because there's a character called Willoughby in that. But, mm. um, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a real, yeah, real nice cock, Mr. Willoughby. Yeah. I don't know why, um, but I just find that a bit weird. I don't know. I just can't imagine, like, Woody Harrelson, like... Having a real nice cock. Well, just, I can't really picture him, like, being, like, with a woman, I guess is the way to put it. <laughs> like, in the, in the most, like, um... I don't know why, it's just... I don't it's know. just something that your mind isn't letting you visualise. Yeah, I guess. Um, maybe, well, maybe it just doesn't want me to visualize it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. You don't really want to. Yeah, yeah he's I, like, what? That's reasonable. But it's. Um, yeah. So at this point, Willoughby goes up to tend to the horses and he, he offs himself. Yeah, with he puts a. There's a bag over his head. Yeah. yeah, and like it, there's a note saying, like, don't take off the bag, just call the boys. And he. Yeah. yeah. And then he shoots himself. Pew, and he dies. And I was like, man, I didn't expect him to die. Like, I, I don't remember how far into the film this was. It's about 50 minutes or something, yeah. I'd say. So less I than halfway. Yeah. I, I I was like, wow, he's died, like, earlier than I expected. I figured he would die at some point, because, you know, that whole cancer, cancer thing, yeah. I figured that would come into play. Like, they wouldn't have that as a thing and not have it be important. But I was like, yeah. oh, he just, he just offs himself. He just kills himself, yeah. And it, you know, it does. You know, p- people kind of say that it's a bit. It feels a bit out of nowhere. I disagree. I feel like you can kind of see. I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those things where you, if you look back at previous bit, you know, the bit with his, you know, having one final nice day with his family and stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's build up to that. Yeah. Plus, in just in real life, like this, ha- like people do this all the time anyway. Like they've got like cancer or a disease that is either that uh, that can be you know, treated, but will cause them, you know, tons of pain, or just, it can't be operated on, so instead of suffering through it, they just kill themselves. Like, that's just a thing that happens, you know, like... That, yeah, so that's something that some people do. Like, Robin Williams is, like, the main, like, the one that comes to mm. my head of, like, you know, everyone thought he killed himself because of depression, and, and that wasn't it at all. He had, like, a disease that was just gonna ruin Eat his away life. The and... and yeah. And it's it's very much like I understand why, like he, yeah. they would do it, you know. Yeah, no, it's kind of like okay, that's fair. Enough. You're gonna die eventually. Might as well take a relatively painless way out. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. so something. But I'm sorry, go on. I I was just gonna say that like I'm not like like I don't like it when people kill themselves because like it's it's sad. But I can understand where they come from. And I understand where Willoughby is coming from in this situation of, like, yeah, it may, it's totally makes sense that he would do it. You know? Because it's not... Like... Yeah. Cause it, yeah, because, you know, it's... You know, he also doesn't want to, you know, cause his family pain, having to see him yeah. in the, the plus, state that he would be while dying. And, you know, if 
there's probably going to be some intense medical bills as well. Like that's like, yeah, it's going to cost them. Yeah, and this is America, so American it's going to cost medical them. care is so expensive. Like, yeah, that that freaking you know bankruptcy, dude. I mean, that's like kind of the whole. Pre- that's what Breaking Bad is built on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, but like this, like you know, it's like. And I, I mean, I know he's, like, a police chief, but I doubt he gets paid enough to, like, cover a ton of, like, medical That bills. much, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even um, know what his wife does, but I doubt she's got, like, a massively high-paying job, especially in a town. You know, this sort of mm. remote town. And so Dixon is not happy, to say the least. No, um, just before before that, um, yeah. whenever we get one of Willoughby's letters in this mm-hmm. film, I I I really like his letters. I think it's oh, the a, letters are really that's, they're really a really nice touch. Really nicely written, you know, mm, kind yeah. of if it really kind of Martin McDonough getting into the mind of the character. And yeah, and there of, are three letters of the um, Well, yeah, there's yeah one to his wife, one to Dixon, um, and one to Mildred. Yeah, and we'll get to um, the other letters. Yeah. Hang on, what, what's the, uh, the um, again, just the, in this first letter to his wife, um, mm. just a bit that's kind of like, not trying to be funny, but I do find quite funny. Like, mm. um, where he's saying, um, I did not come into this world alone. My mom was there and I'm not coming out alone because <laughs> yeah. you were there, drunk on the couch, make, uh, making Oscar Wilde cock jokes. Yeah. I think the letters are very well written. Mm. And I guess this yeah. is sort of like a I sort of think this is sort of a bit like Seven Psychopaths and a bit like sort of Han's sort of final... Yeah, like a parting gift. Parting gift, yeah. It's a... I mean, it's not a letter, it's a voice recording, but it's the same sort of principle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah in Seven Psychopaths, yeah, it's a tape recording. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a letter. Um, so yeah, Dixon has a... He's, he's grooving to Chikatita by ABBA. Um, yeah. When we'll which is, um, that's a really nice bit. I quite like that. Yeah, and then he hears about. I I, I do like the character. You know, kind of with Dixon as a character, he is still quite immature. You know, he's just yeah. you know, even though he's quite, like... he's quite nice. It is you know, kind of he does some dodgy stuff, but he's still quite uh, he's, relatively he's... naive. I'd yeah. say, but yeah. he's yeah. not aware to this. You know, the sat. You know, the, all of the really like broken up cops behind him and the fact yeah. that you know he's 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 regularly seen like reading a comic book which yeah. i really like as a character yeah. thing yeah. for him and you know he still lives with his mom and like he's so yeah yeah but it's just like the whole jamming it this has actually happened to me before where i <laughs> well shit's been going down and you've been there rocking out well i'm i'm like i'd be like listening to music you know like we're driving or something i'm looking out the window and then I look forward at like you know the um like uh, mirror that's like at the top of a car so you can see like rearview like, mirror yeah rearview rear, rear, mirror and I see my mum like waving to get my attention and I'm like yeah and we're, like, <laughs> we were talking and I'm like well I obviously couldn't hear you like it happens all the time like I'm at I home. was jamming to Abba man yeah uh, or I'm just at home and they're just like saying my name and I'm just like and, and I. And they don't even come over to get me. They don't even like, hey, we're trying to talk to you. Just I know, I'll, I'll just keep saying it, that will help. <laughs> just keep yelling at someone who clearly can't hear you. And I'm like, yeah. well, I couldn't hear you, obviously, otherwise... What a, what a brilliant technique you employed. Yeah, it's like, you're not, like, the music's not getting any quieter. <laughs> but, um, so he finds, Dixon hears this, 
and, that was a and, bit of a cry in the bathroom. Yeah, and then it goes on. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? A rampage. I, I was going to say rampage, but I feel like that implies there was. I mean, there's a lot of damage done, yeah. But I feel like it. I was that would sort of imply more damage. But I mean, rampage is the best way to put it, I guess. Yeah, you got. Yeah, he goes on a bit of a. He, a so personal... He puts on sunglasses, I think, as well. He's wearing sunglasses. He chucks on his sunnies, grabs his um, bath and stick thing. And then he yeah. walks over to the window of the... The door the, the of door. Willoughby's place, like, smashes it. Smashes the window and walks upstairs, he finds Willoughby, and just starts wailing on him. Like, just, like, beats him over the head. Yeah, like, whacks him in the face with, with the, the part of his gun. Yeah, and I'm like, Jesus. Like... And I feel like this is a bit too far mm, well I, I i can i can definitely go with it because you've you know we've kind of set up previously yeah. that nixon you know is capable of doing you know committing pretty heinous you know acts of violence on yeah people. i don't and know he seems, but... and, and, he, and he seems like a person who is you know Im- impulsive enough and acts on emotion enough to be able to you know get a you know do this and feel yeah. okay about it i, I don't know this sort of bit to be fair, I will say, I was, like, completely speechless throughout this entire scene. Mm. Base, I was like, oh, no, he's going to walk. And then the moment he started hitting Welby, I was like, just sort of thinking in my head, like, oh, no. And then he just chucks him out the window. Throws him out the window. He, like, beats the, his secretary across yeah, the face. Yeah. And I, I, and I thought, oh, because I didn't notice there was, like, that ledge thing. Like, that's out the window, like, the th- I yeah. didn't know he, I thought he was just gonna, gonna chuck him out, but he like rolls down. Rolls down and then and like yeah. and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think this I, I love this scene. I I've I've mentioned in the previous two episodes that every, you know, there's at least one moment where Mars McDonough really kind of has a bit of, you know, real personality to the direction. Yeah. I think this is the scene in this film where that comes across because, you know, it's all one take. It is all one you know, take. Too, you're, right? you're, you're there with Dixon while he's doing this, you know, and the fact that, you know, it kind of reflects how he's feeling. The camera's very kind of like shaky and unstable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of reflects how he's feeling. Yeah. So I, I do think it's kind of interesting. So like, yeah, he throws him out the window. He like hits his secretary and then he just walks out the window and he just walks back into the station like nothing happens. Like he's yeah. just like, yep, yeah, all right, cool. And cool. everyone else is just like looking at him like, what the fuck? And there's that. He, and he sees actually a man, a black man outside. He's like, what the, the fuck are you looking at? He's, yeah, and then he just walks in and, well, he's your new police chief. <clears throat> yeah. Is, doesn't he like yeah, move his hand away or something? You can see that he's got a badge on or something. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, Welby's very fucked up. He beats him a bit. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah. I've got a note here that I don't remember what this bit is, but it's a quote. It says, "Ain't that racist?" I'm tr- I don't remember what scene that was for. Any moment of this film. Oh, um, he he says like, "Ain't that racialist?" Oh, racial. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, I've hang on. Yeah, it's a bit where I think when Dixon meets this new boss. Um, oh yeah, because he says cracker. Yeah, and he's like, "Ain't that a racialist?" Yeah, and it's like the irony. Um, just yeah, um, but just before this bit, there's a really weird scene that I don't know quite how to feel about. Where so 
Mildred drops off Robbie at school and like someone throws a can of soft oh, drink. Oh, is this just, oh the scene where she and then she just goes up and kicks those the... some kids in the crutch. Yeah, he she just walks up and like, did you do it? And he's like, no. And then she just kicks him, kicks him in the, the balls. Dick. And, and then then and she kicks another girl in the vagina. And I'm like, I thought that wouldn't like be effective. Like maybe I'm just misunderstanding how anatomy works, but I feel like it it wouldn't hurt as much for a woman. I I I can imagine that being hit in the vagina would but hurt. But I guess it depends how hard, of course, as well. And yeah. Also, like that's a fucking crime. Like she is assaulting. That's assault. Minors. Minors as well. Like they're probably not eighteen, and she's full on like hitting them in a place that you shouldn't hit anyone like like the like guys like wouldn't do that <laughs> like if it was a guy doing it he would know like i'm not gonna do that that's uncool anywhere is fair game except yeah crunch. but that's like sort of like a guy thing i guess <laughs> we understand it's, yeah exactly don't do that but she is a woman so it's she that's not like the same thing you know because they don't have that thing and i'm just like Wow, that's a. I was like, that's a bit weird. I don't think I like that. And then she like people just people just get away with assault in this film. Yeah, well, at least Dixon like answers Dixon gets for his fired, crime. You know? He gets fired. <laughs> he at least yeah like, that, that yeah that's interesting. Gets, like, and then there's the other kid, and I was like, is she gonna is it gonna be the trifecta? And then she just walks away. She doesn't even finish it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Come on, at least go for the triple. If you're gonna assault minors, you should do like go you know, all the way. All the, Come on, you know, do the full group. Don't just do like, you know, two thirds and leave. No, it's like an inglorious bastards thing. You have got to leave one survivor to yeah. spread word. Yeah, but she didn't mark him. <laughs> no, thank God. That um, actually, there's a bit. There's a few bits in the film where Mildred is like on camera, like talking to like a new, like on a to be released on, like, a news station. Yeah. About what she's doing. And there's another bit where she drives past, like, this, this, like, the, I guess, local news anchor is, like, the way to put it. And she just says, yeah. retard. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> like, again, yeah. this film sort of... I, I, I think... I, I guess I can kind of accept that they'd use the word retard um in this part this part of the country at least um oh this is yeah it's much more on like the the types of places where like you would hear that word it's sent yeah what is, she says yeah um I'm yeah, trying to find put, it. it's... this didn't put an end to shit you fucking retard this is just the fucking start so why don't you put that on your your good morning missouri fucking wake up broadcast bitch yeah it's like man like she's just doing her job <laughs> like she's done yeah, nothing to well, you She's just yeah. a news anchor. She's been she's getting paid to just talk about these. Like it's yeah, exactly. She's just earning a living. Yeah, um, and I like how Robbie's like, oh, j- just don't, just mom, don't do it. He's like me with like my parents when they're like, gonna do something that I find embarrassing. He's like, just, just don't, just don't, don't do please. It. But you know they don't, you know, go around calling people retards. And yeah, no, I assume your parents and you know my parents are not as profane and. On PC, is that? Yeah. They are very PC. Mm. So, yeah, she assaults these kids and, and Robbie. It, it must feel so weird for Robbie to be like, man, my mom is going around just injuring half the town. 
drilling holes in the dentist's thumbs, beating up local school children. You know, and just like, you know, and then there's as far, like, as far as people know at this point, causing the police chief to kill himself. Yeah. You know, and then there's my dad over there who was abusing, who abused my mum. Like, yeah, Robbie like, goes through some serious shit. Yeah. And, oh, there's a note I made that we did skip over about the whole thing. And how Angela wasn't just, like, killed. Like, her body was, like, burnt to, like, a crisp. Like, it was Yeah, the tried to get rid of the evidence. And that, was, and that was a note I made. Like, that is severely burnt. And I'm like, that is just, like, horrific. Like, yeah, no, it's And horrible. supposedly, if I understood correctly, that like, was happening as, like, you know, other things were happening. And it's like... Jesus Christ, like, this is just not, the fact that, like, this could happen in real life is genuinely very disturbing, honestly. Mm, yeah. And I kind of wish this film was more of that, it was more, like, it just, there wasn't comedy, there was, like, pretty much, like, minimal comedy, like, a handful of scenes at most, but it's mostly a very dark drama because that's kind of what i was this is the this is the darkest of all of his dark comedies yeah and i sort of going in i was like okay i assume there's gonna be some dark stuff and i kind of think there should have been more to it in in my sort of opinion i guess and and i can understand why that wouldn't work for people and why it Mm. might be i i I think this film nails that pretty well you know because i think if it went any further it would just be really unpleasant and Mm. unenjoyable yeah and i think you know, I, I, as we mentioned earlier, this, you know, film was, uh, as we mentioned in the prior two episodes, well, this is like the the big awards contender of McDonald's films. Shinobi. Yeah, and was at one point, like, a big, like, had a very good chance of winning Best Picture. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think this was, this was the favourite, I think, amongst yeah. most people. I, I think it, it was between this and Shape of Water, but Mm. It was weird, because Martin McDonough didn't get director nomination for this, which is very weird, because this is very, like, good direction. Like, I, I'm kind of surprised he missed out on it, honestly. It's it's, it's fine direction. I don't think it's mm. Oscar-worthy direction. I, I mean, of of the other, I haven't seen, I think it's only this and Get Out are the best picture nominees I've seen from that year, and I kind of personally... I, I, think this is better directing than Get Out, which you can listen to on one of my earlier right. episodes. I covered Get Out go. a while ago. Um, I, I've seen all the Best Picture nominees from this year, and I um, I, I take Get Out in terms of direction. Mm. I, prefer, I think there's more kind of visually happening than, yeah. than this. But in terms of like the nominees for Best Picture, would you take this as the Best Picture of that year? It, it, yeah. It, this is what I would have had one out of those hmm. nine or eight, however many comes along. Uh, I think it was nine, wasn't it? And it yeah, had, nine. And it had like, like had some good film, mostly good films, and then a couple of just like, why are these here? I I don't think any nine. of them. Hang on, I need I need to look up what there was. Because um, yeah. I, I I don't I don't remember disliking any of them. So yeah, this film was like yeah, big awards contender throughout the entire season of that period. It was. McDormand and Rockwell getting the the, the awards at Globe. Get all the awards, yeah. And SAG and everything. Which is fair enough. Woody Harrelson didn't get anything. He was nominated alongside, which is very nice. But he he didn't get anything. 
but to be fair, fair Sam Rockwell is better in this film, honestly. Yeah, um, I do prefer. I do prefer Sam Rockwell. Yeah, uh, I think would have liked would have liked to see Woody get something. Um, Sam Rockwell for two of like is my favorite character in both this and Seven Psychopaths. His yeah, I, I I really like both the characters that he plays. Um, okay, so looking at the, the bit of a sidetrack from three billboards, but yeah, the best picture nominees going through them: Shape of Water, I really yeah. like. Phantom Thread is probably my least favorite. It's fine, but it's yeah. a bit meh. The Post, I actually really liked. Um, oh, that's I surprising. Know. I know that's the one no one liked. That's that's the yeah, that's kind of the least good that, that most people say. But I quite enjoyed it. Um, Darkest Hour, I quite like. Three Billboards, I'm I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, Call uh, Me By Your Name is good. Mm-hmm. Lady Bird is good. Get Out, I think, is great. And Dunkirk's pretty good, too. Yeah. So, but it's it, a solid year. Of those three billboards, is your favourite? And Yeah, definitely. definitely. Fair, it, was, I, it was for sure the favourite before the nomination. Oh, yeah, before the Oscars even kicked off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think in the um, early days of awards, it was like, oh, it's probably going to be this. And then sort of became more Shape of Water and sort of was like a sort mm. of fight between those two. Um, so I guess we just skim over a few little, little bits now. Yeah, like some some dickhead shows up to the gift shop at some point. Oh, this was really uncomfortable. I was That's like, oh, the point, but yeah, I, I know it's the point. But I was like, oh, this is just like, is he gonna do something? He's this like this guy is like he, he's crashed as a fucking snow globe or something. Yeah, or is or is it a rabbit? It's like yeah, I know it's the little rabbit thing. Yeah, and I'm like, and then she's like, you have to like that's seven dollars you have to pay, and I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. But this, yeah. I was just like, oh, and I was, I've, my mind, I was like, oh, I feel like something's going to happen here. I just feel like it's going to, something's going to happen. It's going to kick off. And, and then it doesn't. And then it doesn't. And then he leaves and he comes on a, a bigger player later he on. He plays later on. So yeah, uh, Willoughby's wife shows up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. With the, um, with a letter. With a letter, um, yeah. And she's obviously and, very distraught. Yeah, she's clearly, you know, thinks that him killing himself is still something to do with, you know, the protests and all that. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, to be fair, based on, like, the context, it totally makes sense that people would believe that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's def- I mean, I think Willoughby, you know, kind of says himself, you know, like, in his letter... <laughs> it was kind of a bit, you know. Yeah, he does say like, like "Oh, they're probably gonna blame you for this." Lol. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And he doesn't even write in his letters like, "Oh, this has nothing to do with." This her. has nothing to do with her. Leave her alone. He he just kind I of. I feel like it if I was in that situation, I'd be like, "Oh, P.S. Uh, Mildred had nothing to do with this." Cheers. Lots right. of love, Willoughby. Yeah. And so at uh, this. Point. Is it, is, um, I, is this point? I do like in this. I, I do like in this letter. He kind of like addresses the things that we've been saying. Where you know, like, hey, it was at the point where you know there wasn't really a lot we could do. There are some cases yeah. where you just don't, you know, get yeah. a break. Uh, uh, but but Mildred doesn't like that. She kind of gets. No, she doesn't read the letter at this point. She reads it. Does she not? Oh, does she not? No, no I'm pretty sure she does. Ah, oh. I for, I know she reads the letter. I, I think I think there might be some, yeah she does, she reads it around this point um and then yeah he also mentions here that yeah he pays for the rent yeah of he her pays billboard. for the billboards uh, is it at this point when they are on fire <laughs> or, or just... um 
yeah, yeah. Dixon gets a call from the police station saying, "Come get your shit." Um, oh, then, hang on. Yeah, there's a letter here for you. Yeah, come get it. Um, so yeah, he, he goes and uh, to get his letter, and then that coincides with Mildred. <laughs> uh, yeah, going to burn down the police station. No, but... actually, no, 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 the, no. The billboards are on fire. The billboards on fire. Yeah, isn't that yeah. just before and yeah. then she goes? To yeah, the that's what that's what incites it. Yeah, she thinks yeah. that like it was the cops it or something. Cops, who yeah. did it. And, and to be fair, from her point of view, I could totally see why she would think that. Like the police. Yeah, would... Willoughby's just died, and you know people are upset. So yeah, it's perfectly reasonable to think it was the cops. Her billboards anyway, so like you know. Yeah. And so she sees them, and she tries to yeah, she like climbs up on top of the billboards and is using a fire extinguisher. And I'm like, that's not going to be very effective. I'm not going to do anything, love. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it's it's a big character flaw of her, where she doesn't really ask for help. Like, Robbie's like, yeah, we should, like, call the, like, fire department or whatever. And she's like, no. No. And it's like, yeah, just, like, the firefighters aren't bad. They have done nothing. Like... Like, it's not like it's the police or anything. It's the people who, like, actually don't have problems, you know, with, like... Like, they just come to extinguish fires. <laughs> That's, like, their job. That's their job. They're trained to do this. And so she, you know, uses it, but it's ineffective. And, and the billboards are, are basically fucked. Yeah. So she's yeah, managed, she managed to up. extinguish it, like, distinguish the first one. And then she, like, runs to the next one, and she just breaks down just can't and she just like is just sort of like yeah no i can't do this and so just they're sort of left burning yeah um the reasonable response is to go destroy the police station naturally yeah Um, yeah commit an act of arson because (laughs) two wrongs Uh, make a right that's the logic we're going that's yeah that's how mildred works and that's Um, and that's a note i made went in the dentist scene where she drills the hole through his hand. I'm like, just because, like, bad things happen to you about doesn't justify you maiming someone. Like, yeah, of course. It's quite serious. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of fucking... Like, that's not something you can, like, just fix. Like, he's gonna have, like... Like, some... Like, his... Like his Something's gonna be... Yeah, his, his thing is gonna be pretty messed for, you know, quite yeah. a long time, I'd say. And so she goes, she makes a few Molotov cocktails, and Dixon is in the station reading the letter, still listening to music, which is why he doesn't notice, you know, the station catching on fire. I, I, I do like I do like that Willoughby says in his letter, you know, like, you've got to, you've got to detect stuff, you know, yeah. to be a good yeah. detective. Yeah. <laughs> and shit's and burning down. Line of- I do like that. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. You can't hear, you know, anything around you. Yeah, they did kind of set up that, you know, apparently his earbuds are, like, capable of just cancelling all noise. Although I do think it's weird that he doesn't notice that, like, it's starting to get a little brighter. Cause the... Brighter and presumably warmer. Yeah, because, like, the police station, the station's all, like, just in complete darkness, so he's using his torch to read. But, he's mm. not... but like, the light is different, because, like, the torch is, like, a whitish light, and fire yeah. is, like, a yellow Orange. Yeah, yeah. orange-yellow. But he's just, like, looking you that, mm-hmm, that's pretty cool. Pretty good letter. Yeah. And then, um, he, and then he looks over and he's like, "No, only when like the fourth one lands and like knocks him off his desk does he yeah. notice." Yeah, and he's like, "Ah!" Oh. So he grabs like the end of Angela Hayes' file is on fire, so he saves it, 
Just, I, I I really like this scene. I think it's a really I nice, think this scene. Is a you know, nice scene too. Like never before have I think you know because at this point you know you think oh there is kind of capability for him to kind of change and I don't think I've ever quite wanted a character to survive more while mm. watching a film yeah. because he doesn't just like let it burn he like grabs it and like in fact, he yeah he, yeah in fact, he chooses yeah, to grab yeah, the case yeah. file and like and jump he, through the fire yeah and he tucks it like in his pants you know, and like under his shirt so you know will be safe he's pretty, yeah runs through the fire and to be fair i think like at the if he was moving like as fast as he possibly could like you could get through that you know and yeah but i i think he like you know gets a little bit of like some whatever you know is in the the, the molotovs on it like when he because there's yeah i think there's you can like see that the, the fire's a little bit like damp or something from whatever yeah like yeah. The, whatever it is so, so i think yeah he like he like gets a bit of it on himself so he's you know mm-hmm. those little bits will catch on fire and... yeah and there's i think um, yeah i think that's... I, I know there's like a thing with fire where like there's a place you can like put your hand where it won't burn you like i, I swear that's like a thing that you can do oh okay i've seen I, i've seen people like putting like in like science labs and stuff like you know like um bunsen burners and it's like the yeah little, yeah they just like swipe their finger through it really fast but like there's no burns or anything I mean, this is like. I mean, to be fair, this is a much bigger fire than a much a bigger fire. But fire. I think if you move at like a certain, like if you, like if you had like, what like one of the fastest runners in the world, like running full pelt through a fire, I doubt it would do, like as much damage. But you know, Sam Rockwell is. Like, Sam Rockwell, yeah, he, yeah, the character, yeah, he put, he, had, he, had he a has to like get over or, uh, a ledge yeah. as well. Yeah, he, he had a small fat suit and stuff, so yeah, yeah, he's a little bit of a chubby fucker. Um, and and, yeah, like, and and he's like jumping through a ledge, so jumping yeah. through a ledge, and the window's broken at this point, right? Yeah, he, yeah, and he's yeah, like, the, yeah, the, the street, mo- and the molotov like, like blew it out, yeah. and his body is like his face is like all like, yeah, he's his burning, his and then hair's all burnt in his face, and. and Tyrion and, Lannister shows up and, and, like, da, 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 da. <laughs> and he gets like a talent like you know batting him and you know he's, he's doing he's smothering know, the right, fire yeah which is the right thing I was always ta- taught um if you get qualified you stop drop, stop and drop and roll, roll. Uh, that, we were told that so much in primary school that we yeah. were, we actually were taught we actually practice it we were like we, yes <laughs> we would be like we would Practic actually Australian yeah. fire safety yeah we would have like actual like fire engines like come into the school grounds and they can take up yeah. like, a pathway <laughs> that like a pathway to like the exit of the school <laughs> yeah no it was sick <clears throat> yeah i guess they don't have that in america <laughs> i suppose not um Plus, this is also a, a smaller town so again it's something that it, i'd be uh, surprised if it gets to like this small town it's a Dixon's in hospital now. Because, um, you know, oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, there's actually... James, that's the name, the, the dwarf. He, he provides a cover for Mildred. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, she was with me. You know. And it's like, ah, oh, you know. Because, you know. Yeah. He, he's trying to get in their pants, so he guess he's yeah. like, hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he just kind of, yeah. And, and this is kind of a moment where he's like, yeah, no, she was with me. It was cool. Yeah. Um, just cover for a criminal who has committed multiple offenses at this point like yeah bodily harm assault to minors arson arson <laughs> like that right there is like three major crimes and it's multiple assaults on minors too 
hey, hey, wasn't there wasn't any real evidence. <laughs> they could have just been pretending. Exactly, it was all circumstantial. Yeah. Um. Pick, so yeah, Dixon's in hospital. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah Dixon's in hospital now. Is, you know, he's he's in the same man. room as Welby. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. His yeah, face is all bandaged up. His heart invisible man. Like, burnt. Yeah. And I've gotten like minor burns from like hot pans and stuff, and that hurts like hell. So I can't imagine yeah. how much it must hurt. His, have, half like, his face is on, on fucking on, fire. Yeah. Like I don't. I've I had I've had cousins who like I don't know what they would get like torture. They would get like matches or something. And like, oh my god! For a moment, I thought you were saying that you you had cousins who got tortured, and I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, no, no. They would get um, they would get like matches and they like strike them and they touch the fire with their fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they just like jam it in like a thing of water. I'm like, why are you doing this? That's, you were, that's a little thing we like to call self harm. You were causing pain to yourself. Why? So yeah, doctor. So yeah, therapist. Yeah. Damn. And so. Oh yeah, and, he's and, these, and they were like really eighteen nearly when they were doing this. Well, sixteen to eighteen. So, you know... I should know better. Should know Like, a 10-year-old... That's fine. 10-year-olds are stupid. They will do anything, honestly. If you tell them to do it... If you tell them not to do it, they'll do it. And if you tell them to do it. Um... <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> Dixon is... Yeah, he's in, um... The same room as Welby. And yeah, but Welby... Welby well, 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 yeah, like, literally, Mia. Yeah, then, yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, Welby. And, and he's like, and then he realizes it's Dixon. And I was like, oh, is Bobby gonna do something? Well, we sound like smothering with a pillow. And he does something. He gives him some juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you said that. I felt yeah. like really funny. I, yeah, I, he gives yeah. him some juice. I love the, the pause. <laughs> yeah. Some juice. Yeah. Well, he, Cricket noise. He, he was gonna give him juice. And I was like, oh, he's not going to give him the juice now because he knows it's Dixon. But he no, still does. He still does it. He like, yeah, gives him a little straw. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and I like that Dixon, like, because this is the show, it, like, Dixon's character has changed. Like, he is apologizing for what he did, you know, fucking grievous bodily harm to this Yeah, game. throwing the guy out a fucking window. You know. Hitting him repeatedly with the, with a baton, in areas you're not meant to hit them with. Like you're meant to hit them in like places that won't kill them. So like if you hit them in the head, you you like you shouldn't do that because that will actually kill someone. I, I don't think it was like his baton. It was like the butt of his gun or yeah. something. But yeah, still, it's like yeah, still, metal that's, you know, and it, stuff like that's still like yeah. Stuff you get like, hit when, with. He, when he when he when he hits him earlier, blood is like immediately there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that thing in um. Uh, Casino Royale, where Bond has the gun and he just like when hits it that guy in the face in the oh yeah yeah, yeah in the opening like that's gotta hurt like yeah that's gonna hurt like, like a bitch. it's like metal and stuff like it, it yeah cannot be fun. it's a hard enough substance yeah it's gonna cause damage yeah and right um, on the nose like right in like the middle of the, the yeah right in thing. his nose yeah like that um, I just don't know why but something about the nose getting hurt just is nah to me like I just don't like it. How how do you feel about Dixon's whole kind of redemption story that we've got here? Because a lot of people took real issue with it. Uh, I think it works. I, I don't feel like it's suddenly like, oh, he's just suddenly a good guy. I think it kind of... 
Well, mm. like he loses his job and sort of, you know, maybe he, that's sort of the thing, like, oh, he realizes, hey, I've gone a bit too far with this. And, you know, and, mm. and then he, and then he has the letter from Willoughby, which I feel like, you know, because he respected Willoughby. Yeah. Enough, and I feel like that probably changes him. I, I think pe- the people, people's issue with, with it is that, you know, like, it apparently meant to be like redeeming him for, you know, Persons of color torturing. Um, no, I don't think that is. I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, kind of make, it, make, it makes him a better person, but it's not saying, "Oh, this is you know." Oh, okay. In that case, you know, we can really, you know, just put that whole persons of coloring, it's, it's that persons like, of color torturing yeah. aside. That's all good. Yeah, it's it's not, not saying that. It's not saying, "Oh, he's so." Oh, you can't like you know have a problem with any, him anymore because he did this thing. You know, ignore the whole racism thing. Because yeah, it, it's not like you know. It's like okay, there you go. He's good now. He's you know the, the fact that the character is actively you know st- still throughout the rest of the film that we have left. You know, he, he's he's trying to make it you know to be better. Yeah, like he's not like it's not like we're meant to be like oh he's just the best person ever. We have to be still like he's getting better. Yeah, he's he's, not... he's he isn't yeah necessarily yeah. It's not like everything else he's done is just immediately forgiven. Yeah, because um, that'd be ridiculous. And yeah, that's you know, sensitive. Yeah, so <clears throat> then they they've got like not more plaster things for the billboard. They put those up. They, yeah, um, they, they, they're putting those up, and then it's around this point where Mildred goes on the date with yeah with James the dwarf, and there also happens to be Charlie there at the same time. With Hugo Weaving's niece, or whatever Samara Weaving is to him. Um, is she related to Hugo Weaving? Yeah. Huh. Yes. Uh, Samara Weaving, yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, you know. Um, yeah. like, she, like, gr- gets a bottle, and, like, it looks like she's going to go beat it the crap like... out of him. But there's a bit where um, Peter Dickler... Ch- Charlie, like, makes fun of... Is, ye- is yelling at her, and being just a massive dick like honestly I, I, I honestly feel like he was a bit like okay <clears throat> and then he yelled and then he says you know very out loudly the whole like oh you burnt down the police station and everyone just like looks over <laughs> and then goes back to eating yeah it's like oh okay cool okay whatever I, I can guarantee that at every single one of those tables, you know, they, they're all just like, yeah, okay, no, all cops are bastards. It's fair. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And then I feel like there's a bit where it's like, oh, well, I didn't, I wasn't actually going to do that. I didn't want to, you know, get with you or whatever or something like that, right? Um, well, actually, uh, we also found out that Charlie was the one who burnt down the, the billboards, but... Um, yes. Yeah. I don't think it's said explicitly. It's just like it's it's he, he can't he, yeah he doesn't say oh lol I burned your billboards down or whatever but yeah it's a uh, like the audience has to figure it out. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's he, he's definitely the one who did it, but you know yeah. they don't yeah they don't need to ask that. But yeah, no, James <gasps> gets all upset Sorry. about it. He leaves. Yeah, and um, then she walks over with the bottle, and I was like. She's gonna hit him with this bottle. She's just gonna, gonna commit, commit more another crime. God damn it! And in a very public place, like the tables are like full of people. Yeah, that's a busy restroom. And she doesn't, <clears throat> right? 
Like she just... Yeah, she like gives him the wine, says, "Enjoy the <clears throat> evening. Take care of you know your gal pal." Yeah. And then he then she leaves. Yeah, and her and uh, this gal pal is talking about like this book. She's like... talking about polo and polio <clears throat> and. Yeah. Whichever one it is, yeah. Yeah, polo, polo. <clears throat> and is it this bit where Rockwell, where Dixon, sorry. <clears throat> He's, he's in a bar. He's in the bar. He's having yeah. a drink. And, and I, they... I didn't notice this. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about this film, and there was a bit where there's like there's a bit in like <clears throat> where uh, Willoughby is talking about how you know a lot of crimes are just solved by like some idiot in a bar or whatever, mm. and this is like that kind of thing. And I had. And I hadn't, like, clocked that then until after I'd listened to that the podcast. But I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And he's, he's, like, listening. And then the guy, he just starts describing this thing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but <clears throat> I don't think anyone would talk about that stuff in, like, public. Yeah, but I think the bar's relatively empty and, yeah. you know, they're being relatively quiet. But the fact that they choose to sit in the booth right directly next to Dixon like, they, is... I presumably they see him. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, I see that guy. They sit right next to him. Like, I always, <laughs> like, if I'm talking about, like, well, not these subjects, obviously, because I avoid talking about them. <laughs> you know? If I'm talking about, like, girls or whatever, I always, like, you know, I make sure I'm being very quiet because you know and you know they are, they are being relatively quiet they are being quiet yeah but it is like i make sure i'm not near anyone and they like sit right like the guy's right back next to him, back yeah. like he like if he leans back there's he like be a glass divider between the two of them and that's it yeah. if he leans his head back he will be like against dixon's neck essentially yeah and so yeah he starts describing this thing which sounds oddly similar to the to the angela hayes case <laughs> And so um, he's just sort of like listening, and, he, and then Dixon, he gets up, he leaves for a smoke. Checks number plate. He he takes like a drag, he like, he just like takes a couple drags from the cigarette and just like throws it. He doesn't even finish it. Like, I understand why. I can kind of understand. Oh why. yeah, because he's not actually going out just for a smoke, he's going there to just check the number plate. But like, that's the thing in movies in general, like people light a cigarette, they take like, they take like one drag or two and then they just like throw it. Yeah. You know, that's enough. I, yeah, because I think, you know what, better quit. Yeah. And it's just like... Smoke, smoking kills, yeah. kids. Um, and so he goes back in, and the guy, and, he, and then the guy's like, you're right. And then, you know, like, Dixon gets like a... Beer. He's like, I'm... He's, yeah, like, yeah, I guess some yeah, drink. He's like, hey, I'm going to do a magic trick. And he scratches the guy's face. Yeah. And then, and then he starts getting... Well, he's I I love the song choice in this scene. Um, it's it's called the night they mm. anyway, yeah the night they drove old Dixie down and you know <laughs> Dick, Dick, Dixon yeah Dixie he's getting beaten up yeah. and I, I think that's a really clever use of that song. Yeah. Um, I made a note <laughs> at the scene that like it felt this scene where the guy is describing sorry just made it feel like, oh, they obviously want, like, the audience to think that, like, this is the guy that did it, and and, and we find out that it, it wasn't. And it's just, like... Um, 
That's a it's a real gut punch. Yeah, I, I I do really want to see it. Like, I I would have loved if this film did have like a bit more of a like. Okay, yeah, he's the guy that did it. Cool. That's the end of you know Dixon becoming like a better person. You know, yeah. He he's the one that solves it. I but kind of feel if doesn't. it wasn't as like um, I feel like it goes a bit too much. He, he like the story goes a bit too much in detail. It's like oh well, it obviously has to be him. Like because the story is like the exact same thing as this that it kind of just makes sense that it's. Him. Well, no, he's he's just describing him, you know, raping a girl. Um, yeah, it's not, but he's talking it, about like it, it's not like her. you say. Is he? I I swear there's a bit where he talks about. I don't this, think like, he is. I I. Swear, there's like something very specific that only. I swear, there's a bit where he says like, there's something like, catching fire or something. I swear, there was something. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, maybe. I'm oh, I, oh yeah. No. Um. Yeah. He's like. Um. Yeah. The, his friend says, "Was she hot?" And he says, "After the gasoline kicked in, she was hot." Um, yeah. But okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess you know. You rape someone, you kill them, get rid of the body. Fair enough. Burn them. Even though apparently burning a body is like the worst way to get rid of a body. Yeah. Not speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I can go with it. I think it's reasonable enough. But um, so yeah, but the end, I, I think the ending is a bit unsatisfying. Yeah. But I so... think the film also does kind of, you know, set up that you know yeah mate you know the fact you know i guess there's also kind of yeah we'll be saying you know hey you know some cases just you know you don't get a break and then that kind of kicks in again here but i feel like this film does need a more definitive ending i feel like well i don't necessarily have a problem with the whole it's sort of they don't solve the crime that's not the problem but i do have a problem with the whole it's so it's so obviously like the setup of like oh it's well obviously this guy and then it isn't it's like well, either just commit to it or don't. Like, I don't... Mm. I mean, that's sort of my opinion of, like... Yeah. And so... Anyway, so yeah, Dixon gets the shit kicked out of him. And then he goes back to... Uh, goes back to his house, he, like, pulls out the bits of skin from under his nails. Yeah. And I don't know why, but the way the scene was being, like, filmed and, like, shot... I just kind of thought, is he gonna like kill himself in here? Like, <laughs> I was I just like, the way, like, just like he goes into the bathroom and he like locks himself in. I was like, is something gonna happen? No, yeah, he locks himself in because he doesn't doesn't want to see want his mama. To, to, yeah, no, it makes sense it. now, but at the time I was like, he's gonna kill himself, right? And then, then he does. He gets like, beaten up and kills himself. What yeah. a day! Yeah, I know. Um. And so he hands in the um, DNA samples. Of Gets the... it tested. And it's not the guy. It's not and... the guy. And it's just like, okay. And, and Dixon is like, genuinely seems very disappointed. Like, Annoyed, yeah. Husband. He's like, what, what do you mean it wasn't the guy? And the guy's like, well, he wasn't even in the country when it happened. So I was like, well. I mean... <laughs> which way? Which country? Yeah. Uh, lots of sand. Lots of sand. Uh, doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I kind of think either, you know, have it be the guy or... I don't have a problem with it not being the guy. I think it's just sort of... The ending feels a bit... I mean, we're nearly at the ending. And so he's talking, Dixon it meets with Mildred, 
and, and basically explains that yeah, it wasn't the guy. Well, he told he tells her that they've got DNA of who could be the guy. I I, I really love the mirroring of this scene with the <laughs> previous scene with Willoughby. Yeah. yeah. And how he sort of grow and how Dixon has grown from the beginning and all this. Yeah, and I, I like the development of the yeah. character. That he, he, the fact that he is kind of now becoming a you know a good the, detective. Yeah, and they're on the swings together as well. Like, yeah, that's why they was that early. Yeah, yeah, it's a really nicely done. Yeah, and they talk about how like, oh, it's not the guy, and it's like, all right. But you know, he lives in I don't know wherever it is he lives, they're Idaho, the and they just decide to go on a road trip to kill this guy. Yeah, it's, I mean the fact. That, hang on, where does it? Where do they say that? He li- like they like it is just the state name, isn't it? Is Idaho is that where it's from? I, I think I think they said Idaho. Yeah, um, and she's like, oh, yeah, well, Idaho. Yeah. yeah, she's like, oh well, I'm heading there, you know, in the morning, and he's like, do you want to come? No, like, oh, does she ask him or does he ask her? Um, he. Oh yeah, Mel just says, hey, that's funny. I'm I'm going to Idaho tomorrow, and yeah. he's like, hey, want some company? And she's like, yeah, sure. And um, then they just plan to go kill this guy. But, you know, a, a heinous thing he did, to be fair. Like, it's fair enough. He, the guy's an awful person. And I, I guess Mildred and, and Dixon are kind of bad enough people that they yeah. could then be capable like, of this. Yeah, let's go on a but, road trip to but, go and with us yeah. murdering someone. I'm but not I, I don't know. Anymore, you know? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, exactly, you know. Like, it's illegal, but, you know, whatever. Um, so I mean, up. and I... I, I, I do love this film, but the I the ending doesn't quite sell it. Yeah, I I do feel like well, so has she just like given up and she she just doesn't care anymore? She's just gonna be like, oh okay, I'll just settle for killing this other guy instead. Yeah, that's exactly. sort of how it kind of came across to me. I, and yeah, I I I just think this film needs a more definitive ending than that. Mm-hmm, yeah, either like so, would you do you prefer like do you prefer like oh they find a guy who does it or. The guy does. They don't find who does it. Like, do you prefer like that? Um, thing, or? I, I, I would prefer. I mean, I'd prefer that they find out who does it. But if mm-hmm. they were gonna do like, they don't find out. I, I think I, I'd rather just end with kind of Mildred and Dixon being like, hey, you know, we can, we'll do what we can, and then you know, go this, you know, you know, yeah, and then uh, just a, a end, end the film there. Like in melancholy. Yeah, yeah, melancholy. Yeah, melancholy. Yeah, you know, Jesus. Yeah, it's been like, yeah, like. I'll, you know, I'm going to keep trying, yeah. but, you know, Is that this point we'll see like, what happens. Yeah. Uh, at this point where they're, like, in the car driving, that I made a note of how nice the songs are. Oh, yeah, and I, I really like the music in this film. Yeah. Like, the song choice, yeah. as well as the actual soundtrack. Of the and so, yeah, they're just sitting in the car together. Uh, and I don't know what, just the shot, I don't know what, it's such a basic shot, but it's on, like, Mildred's side, and we're, like, looking in at her and then there's Dixon X and there's like sort of like the sun like peeking through the trees and stuff. I don't know why I say it's really nice. It's yeah, no, it's really really pretty scenery. Yeah. And, and that's the, the film that's how the film ends. Them driving off to go and kill a rapist. Yeah. My uh, after I watched it, I was I was talking to my dad about it and my mom was like, "Oh, do they find the guy who does it?" And I'm like, "No." And she's like, "Well, what's the point of that then?" <laughs> and that's yeah. just what my how my mom watches films like uh, uh, if it doesn't have a purpose then get rid of it yeah it's kind of like the thing of i don't want to say that she doesn't understand films and that she <laughs> does I, I i'm gonna try and throw it like 
I we watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things, for example, last year. Oh yeah. And I mean, I had no fucking clue what it was. Doing yeah, that like, that, that, that film is impenetrable. I've got no fucking. And clue. honestly, I don't like it because of that. Because it makes fucking no sense at all. I mean, same. <laughs> but and, but this like this film does make sense. But she likes things that have like a definitive ending. Like oh, there is like a happy ending. Like when I saw Promising a Young Woman, for example, that was another film where she's like, did they, you know, did she, you know, defeat the bad guys? And I was like. Well, yeah, kind mm. of. And and, then, and she was like, well, yeah, she was like, and I was, and I was explaining like, you know, well, in real life, they don't always find who does it. She's like, but this is a movie, and I would like, you know, for them to find who did it. And I can understand where she's coming from because I feel like that can be a bit of a sour note to end on. Like, oh, they don't even find who does it. It's a bit like disappointing, you know. Like, I I understand. Um, what she means and such mm. but i i do i like the the concept of the ending it's just the way it plays out and the way it's written yeah like, it's uh, it doesn't quite satisfy the needs yeah that i, I can understand why some people don't like might not like the ending because it doesn't really end on like a um a point like a specific thing you know I, I think, you know, when I, when I first watched it, I really didn't like it that much. But yeah. then, you know, watching it again, this I, I do kind of appreciate it, but I'm still not that on board with it, I think, yeah. is how I put it. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. I, I think I covered all. Yeah. So I guess I'll yeah. my rating for this one. So I do like this film. I feel like I've been a bit, I've been a lot more negative with this film than I have been with the other two. But I feel like because this one the problems were more noticeable and kind of there was a lot more problems uh, as I mentioned at the top of this that this is my least favourite of Martin McDonough's films not to say it's bad but it's definitely not his best work I do like the performances I think the characters are good I, I think Sam Rockwell for example is, is quite gives a really good performance in it just as good as his performance in Seven Psychopaths, in my opinion. I think Woody Harrelson does a good job. Francis McDormand is is fine, you know. I I I, I mentioned earlier that I've never been massively sold on her as an actress. And yeah, there's just some few films. There are and like some of the comedy feels out of place. Although it can be really good sometimes. I, I will say that the comedy can be really funny at times. So I'm giving this a seven out of ten. Okay, I think that's fair for the way you've been talking about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at this film, I feel like I should give it a nine, but but I'm not because <laughs> <laughs> I do think there are there are quite a few things that don't quite sit well with me. Yeah. Um, but I think everything else is just such a joy to to take in, and it's all kind of you know, written and performed on such a, a high level that it's just, you know, a real pleasure to just, you know, experience the world of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I reiterate what you say about Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell, you know, yeah. being really great. I think yeah. they're, they're wonderful in this film. Francis McDormand is, is, you know, also great, just, you know, maybe not quite as great as them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this, this film could be, a, you know, a full on, you know, full, you know, round 10, if maybe you just trim, you know, change a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm giving it another 9.5, like I gave Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. Because um, this, this is where my kind of just personal enjoyment of the film yeah. does kind of, you know, affect my rating. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I do genuinely love this film. Um, mm. I'm, yeah, big fan. Yeah. And in Bruce was the only one you gave like a proper full ten. A, a full ten, yeah, because that, that's one of the that's one of the films that I do consider to be relatively close to perfection. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this one. B. This concludes our Martin McDonald trilogy. And yeah. Oh, he's got a new film coming out sometime in sometime in the next year or so. Or so I want to say two years. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, I believe, are back. Yeah, yeah. Which is going to be hopefully good. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I can't wait to sit through it. Maybe so then we can do at some point on this show when it eventually yeah. comes out. So yeah, thank you all for joining me for this episode. This is the end of the trilogy on Martin McDonough's films. And listen back to all the other episodes I've done. On the because that why not? Just do it, you know? Yeah. We don't know we don't know the reason, just do it, please. Yeah. The one listen to the ones I've done with Barney, we've done what is that our fifth one now that you've been on for? Um yeah, yeah, fifth. Um, yeah, it's been like two might, months. We, yeah, we might have to take a break from me a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I had uh, other plans for other people anyway, so it should be fine. Oh, well, there you go. And I'll be, I'll be stepping away for it. Hopefully, we will get George back so we can do another three, three, one, three of us on. Because that was fun <laughs> last time. It was a good discussion. Yeah, collateral. Check yeah, out. That was, that was out. good. And uh, hopefully he'll be, I mean, he'll be free in like December. So, you know, it'll, it'll work then. We've, yeah, we, we are recording this quite a bit in advance. So we, it is, yeah, it's the middle of October when we record. It's a little peek behind the curtain. Ooh. And so, yeah. yeah. Thank you all for joining me. And I will see you guys in the next one. <laughs> Cheers. <clears throat> all right.